Warning! The following podcast contains strong language, which some listeners may find offensive. If you do... Up yours! That's only if you don't listen to the podcast. Otherwise, not up yours. Did you know the Untitled Wrestling Podcast is on all of the social media outlets? Give us a like, follow, share, subscribe, or even a review if you're feeling generous. Facebook and YouTube at Untitled Wrestling Podcast. Twitter, Twitch, and Discord at Untitled Rest Pod. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Untitled Wrestling Podcast. It is Tuesday. We are a day late and an hour in short. Uh, it's your AEW review. It's me, your boy, Big Tasty, joined this time not by Aaron, not by Jay, but by Troy. Yes, boy. Revolution was so lit. We had to bring in a third party, an independent adjudicator, <laughs> to help with the review. It was so good, I couldn't miss up an opportunity to talk about it, man. He's already set fire to his copy of 2K22. It was that good, <laughs> he doesn't need it anymore. Oh, so <laughs> I, didn't, I didn't want to play a six anyway. <laughs> oh, you mate, how's it going? <laughs> I'm all right, mate. I'm good, I'm good. Um, yeah, I'm excited to talk about this. I don't remember the last time I was on uh, an AEW review. I don't mean this I don't mean this disparagingly, but it's nice to get like an outside opinion, because like me, mm. Jay and Aaron live in like this weird Tony Khan fantasy world and it's nice to you know <laughs> to get like someone else in who sees it from, with fresh eyes. Yeah, man. Well I've I've come over from the fever dream that's two haven't I? So Yeah. Don't worry. <laughs> it feels a, a bit more grounded. <laughs> yeah, everything's a bit more coherent here. <laughs> uh, right, so we'll run over Dynamite super quick because we've got so much to talk about with Revolution. Yeah. Um, we didn't, neither of us saw Rampage because I was out drinking all weekend and you were presumably doing normal person things. Yeah, probably so. drinking as well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, right, so I mean, we, we got, I mean, we've already talked about it on the new show, but the big sort of announcement that I stayed up for. Um, at the start, right at the start of the show, was that Tony Khan has bought Ring of Honor. Huge, and he Huge. did it in like the he did it in like the Shane McMahon way of announcing it as well, which was pretty because he is a massive nerd, obviously. So yeah, I mean, he even he even name dropped Shane as well, which is quite yeah. funny. He said, "Yeah, Shane's not here. Um, <laughs> it's me." How how many drugs are too many drugs? Oh, he had done like the biggest <laughs> line before he came out. So, he had, so much. Yeah, it's like dinner plates. <laughs> oh man, yeah, I mean. Rightly excited. It was a fucking awesome announcement. Um, I think we we kind of joked and guessed the other week on the news and just went, ah, he's probably going to buy Ring of Honor, isn't he? But it didn't really see it coming. I imagine it was probably going to be ours. Something to do with the tape library, something to do like with them building their streaming service off the back of kind of having a tape library. But yeah, this is massive. Really, really, really good news. Yeah, a lot of people have speculated about that it would just be the library, but like then you turn around and be like, no, no, it's like the company, it's the production equipment, it's the, the trademarks, the branding. Like the everything. whole shebang. Yeah. Yeah, man. That's awesome news. Really, really cool. Should explain why um, Jonathan Gresham wasn't willing to talk about AEW on the, on the podcast interview the other yeah. week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> why he was in quite the hurry to get to his flight. <laughs> right, so they sort of bled in really well into the opening match as well because they Ooh. announced that in the first ever um, Ring of Honor show, which I've actually watched, um, The Age of Honor Begins. Um, the main event was Christopher Daniels and Brian Danielson. Uh, it was triple threat match, and neither Christopher Daniels or Brian Danielson won. So now they were going to have a match because they're both. And he said, like, yeah, they're both here. Like, this is a the thing I like about Tony Khan, and he's, he's you know he's not a perfect human being, but he respects wrestling history. 
Oh, absolutely. Yeah. In it's nice that... when he pays these really nice homages to stuff. Really, really cool. Yeah, and then so that we got Brian Dennison versus Christopher Daniels. Christopher Daniels out in his full like ring general uniform as well. First yeah, time he's wrestled since in AW since May of yeah. last year. That's balmy. It's it's 2022, and I didn't realise I needed to see Brian Danielson against Christopher Daniels. <laughs> it's 2022 <laughs> on, on live TV, <laughs> and we're watching Christopher Daniels do an Arabian moonsault to the outside. Absolutely nuts. <laughs> I think he was just going for it. Awesome. Uh, yeah. Hasn't missed a step. Super, and he, I mean, he looked. I know he's been wrestling a bit in TNA, but in, in Impact and, and stuff, and on the Indies. But he looks so much better, having like had a bit of time off from like absolutely from you know going all the time. Even but if yeah. his eye does look like a cherry tomato still. Oh man, I mean, I think it fits his character a little bit, which is quite nice. Yeah. He looks yeah, real yeah. sinister. Does. Uh, yeah, but proper proper old school match. Um, really good fun. Brian Danison won with uh, the the leg choke with the with the bicep flex like he's been mm-hmm. doing. He's a top scumbag. It's a good finisher. I like that. And then afterwards, it's pretty fun. So Danielson was like, yeah. Um, sh- he shook his hand and he's like, yeah, 20 years ago, we shared a ring. And they all started him with a handshake. And then he was like, oh, but we're not in Ring of Honor now. And so he like, stopped, let go of the handshake and just started stamping on his head. Stopped a mud hole in his forehead. <laughs> Which was cool. Uh, Moxie came out, uh, hit a little, pro- clicked a little promo. Um, and then he, he basically said to that to Brian, go on, I'll let you have the first hit now. Yeah, yeah. And then Danielson was like, he went to punch you, but then he just ran away instead because he's a shit house. Top shit bag. <laughs> yeah. Good fun. This was good. Like, I mean, it's it did everything it needed to to lead into their, their match at Revolution. Like, just hiked to that little bit more without having any kind of physical altercation. And yeah, really good opening segment. Really good opening match. Um, next up then, Casino Battle Royale. Top flight at the back. Yeah, Darius, man. Darius has returned and god damn, did they, uh, did they go places in this match? They, uh... they Wow. Remember when, when no. like, remember like back in the day before Darius got injured? I don't know if you remember. Like everyone was hype, everyone was more hype about Darius than Dante. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. Obviously, yeah, Darius yeah. has been gone for a year, and Dante's got a lot better. But then Darius was comes good. back, and he's like, "Yeah, but I was still really good before I left." So <laughs> don't forget that. <laughs> <laughs> has it been a full year or near enough? Near, near enough a year. It was near enough a year to the day. So I mean, it's the last match to this one. Yeah, that's insane. Do you oh, know yeah. what? Like, I mean, this match was huge. It was it was fifteen teams, wasn't it? And What's mad is now, as you uh, mentioned at the start, kind of I don't watch AW anywhere near as much as you guys do, so it's nice to jump in every now and again and and kind of look at it with fresh eyes. I didn't realize how deep the tag team roster was made. Oh, it's now, insane! I knew that they treated tag team wrestling really well, better than than a lot of other organizations do, and I knew that there was like you know a, a wealth of tag teams. I didn't really realize it was this deep, and what also is mad. There were 15 teams in this, all of them, all really decent teams, all really good teams in their own right. There's still five or six teams that weren't even in this match. So and that says no, something about the depth th- of the roster. There was when... no Red Dragon because they've already qualified. Yeah. There was no John Silver and Alex Reynolds because they were in the main event. Yeah. Um, Kings yeah. of the Black Throne. Kings of the Black Throne were in a match. There were Lucha Bros. Jurassic Express. Lucha Jurassic Bros. Express. Yeah. So you're missing still five, six really, really decent teams. And you had 50. Like, that's that's nuts to me. But it was yeah. so good to see. Really, really good to see. Yeah, there was, and there was some good stuff. Like, Max Caster got a little rap when he came in. <laughs> he dropped a line about Meg, Meg Len, didn't he? Yes. You were less popular than Glenn Jacobs' tweets. That's also it. said he was going to send his opponents down to Ring of Honor. Wow. 
He's only just announced that he's bought them an hour ago, <laughs> not even an hour ago, and already shitting on it. Come yep. on. Uh, so yeah, so it ended up being so. This was quite a quite a contrast to last week's battle royal. So last week's battle royal ended up being four singles guys. So it was Dax, Matt, John Silver, and Kyle Riley. Right, the four remaining like, final guys. This time it was four complete teams. So yeah, we man. had uh, the Young Bucks, FTR, and Top Flight. Sorry, were the last three. Mm-hmm. So it was quite a contrast, which is really cool. Um, FTR and Top Flight were the first two into the match as well, weren't they? So yes, they were, they were the, the originals, like the, the yeah. Iron Men, if you will. Um, but then Red Dragon came out and did some fuckery, and they distracted Dax. Oh, so Dante and Cash took each other out like over the top row, which is fun. Yeah, yeah, and then yeah. uh, Dax got limited by fuckery with Red Dragon. He sort of turned around to look at them and then came back to the double super kick. So then it was Darius on both of the books. Mm. And then they, they set up for the, the Indy Faker and he shoved Matt into Nick to knock Nick out. Yeah. Which was awesome. But then they were on the outside, both on the apron. Um, Matt in like, absolute top shit house mode, just blatant dick kick. <laughs> It was awful. And then, and then he sort of waved goodbye to him and then kicked, super kicked him in the face <laughs> and sent him off the apron. It was, it was incredible. It was. Um, I, for, a, for a brief moment, for a, a glimmer of hope, that he was going to win it for them. He was going to take out both the Bucks. And they so, really made you feel like that, didn't they? Immediately after that, they changed their Twitter bio to, of course, the EVPs booked themselves on the pay-per-view. <laughs> they are the worst, aren't they? <laughs> so, yeah, it was, uh, it was really good fun. Um, Oh, we had a bit more from Jericho in Kingston going back and forth. Santana Ortiz came back in and sort of gave Jericho some respect, which is interesting because they've been sort of on more on Kingston side. Yeah, I noticed that. And I think kind of like, are we are we good? I think there's and more to come with this in yeah, terms of their relationship. Um, another, so we won't talk about Rampage. Neither was watched it. The only thing I have seen is Eddie Kingston cut a promo where he basically said about Jericho being like you know a sports entertainment as fuck, and he was like, yeah, I know kayfabe's dead, Chris, but there's no need to piss on its growth. Wow. <laughs> Wow. Okay, now. Hasn't Jericho just, like, trademarked the term or the phrase sports entertainer as well? Yes. <laughs> I think he has to file, like, one, one a week or he gets like, yeah, like a panic attack or something. He's got a quota. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then we'll talk. Okay, we're trying to talk about things that pertain to the pay-per-view because we've got a bit of sort of the lead-in. Uh, Punk came out. Yeah. In just a plain white T-shirt, which seemed a bit odd initially. Mm. And I'm like, why is he? Why is he not wearing a hoodie? Why is he not wearing a CM Punk shirt? Why is he not wearing like a an AW shirt or an MGF shirt like he did last week? You know, yeah. Um, obviously, this follows on from the amazing promo that MGF. Did you see that the promo MGF cut last week? It was all over the wrestling world. Oh, we did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The one where he's on about him like sort of growing up and being bullied and yeah, coming from a, like a Jewish background and and wanting to play. Uh, was it football or something? Can having like stones or whatever thrown in? Yeah, I saw it. Yeah, so that was that was pretty cool. Um, and Punk came out and he was like, "Yeah, I don't know. Like, I'm just trying to gaslight me." Um, but you know, he yeah. bore his soul last week, and that took you know, that took courage, etc. He was sort of questioning the not the, whether it was true or not, but more so the sincerity. I think yeah. wasn't he? Yeah. And he said, and he made a good point. He said, yeah, I was a big Steve Austin fan. Uh, I didn't get mad when he left. I didn't become a prick when yeah. Austin walked out. So, yeah, you yeah. know, it's not my fault that, you know, that you turned into you. Mm. So then MGF like came that. down and he wanted to, and Punk wanted to shake his hand. And, and the, way, the way they've sort of pitched this is like, MGF said, look, Punk left, and he's he's the reason I became who I am. So he's mm. made me. He's like created me. This is your fault, sort of thing. Yeah, 
Um, and again, Punk, um, Punk owned up. He said, yeah, he's done horrible things in the past. He poured alcohol down an alcoholic's throat mm-hmm. and poured someone's man's ashes on them, made fun of an addict until they got fired. Yeah. Or, I mean, it's great that they, they've got this wealth of... Mm. And they're not, afraid, they're not afraid to touch on it, which is that, super cool. Not at all. Yeah, it's really good. Uh, so MGF went to hug Punk. Punk sort of hesitated a bit. And then they hug it out. Mm. And as they're doing that, MGF just hoops him in the balls. Dick kick city. <laughs> which is just fantastic. He calls in. He hits the hit seeker. Uh, then Sean Spears came, comes out with Wardlow. Uh, MGF hits Punk with the, with the ring. Busts him wide open. Like, he, he is pissing. He is Pissing blood, yeah. It's all down. He's now pink shirt. <laughs> like, oh, yeah. that's why he's wearing a plain white t-shirt. <laughs> well, he he, and then NGF pulled like his his shirt off. The, he had like a button shirt, and he had the picture on it, didn't he, of him and Punk from, yes. from when he was younger? Yeah, which, was, which was incredible. Yeah, and then yeah, he, he puts the the dog collar on Punk, and um, they they sort of hang, literally literally hang Just him, by hang it. him over the top rope, don't they? Yeah, and he yeah, says, yeah, he's, this he's, was brutal. And he's like, he just grabs Punk and just screams in his face that like he's a snake and he's the devil. And it was like, oh, I mean, it was it was it's such a the only way you could really build into the end of this feud because it was such a an up and down mm. like segment. Like you didn't know whether, and this is what I've just been doing this entire entire time. You don't know whether yeah. he's like. A, is he just misunderstood? Is he, mm-hmm. is he trying to be good? No, he's just a, he's just an absolute prick. And it's just a prick, yeah. And he's, he's, and he's fine you with at it. every opportunity, yeah. And he's fine. <laughs> no issues of it at all. <laughs> yeah. So that was good. Um, next up, then, um, something that not a lot of people picked up on based on our predictions, but it was a tag match: Britt Baker and Jimmy Hater versus Thunder Rosa and Mercedes Martinez. Britt Baker mm-hmm. pinned Thunder Rosa. Sorry, oh. Thunder Rosa, Thunder Rosa, Pimper, Thunder Baker, Rosa Pimper, 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 yeah. And everyone's yeah. like, oh yeah, but Thunder Rosa, I'm like, is she going to win? Is she really going to win? <laughs> they, nah, well, the thing is, I had Thunder Rosa down for like, and we'll, we'll get onto it more when we talk about Revolution. But as usual is the way, and I don't know if it's always the same AEW, but certainly in other companies, if the face is standing tall on the go-home show, more often than not, they're not winning on the pay-per-view. Yeah. But hey... What, what do you want to do about it? Uh, we'll talk. <laughs> right, so we'll talk about them together. It was a fun enough match. Uh, it was decent. It did done a good job of building up the show. Mm. Uh, right next up, then Wardlow just power bomb Cesar Benoni, which is which looked pretty cool because Benoni's a big guy. Benoni's a big guy as it is. Yeah, <laughs> Wardlow just chucked around like he was a pillow. <laughs> yeah, I. Do you know I didn't really, I didn't dislike Wardlow. I just didn't really, I just didn't really buy into. There was nothing there for me. And I think certainly through all this stuff with MJF over the last few like weeks and months, and I know that's been a slow, slow burn for a while, but certainly the last few weeks and months that started to evolve a bit more. And I've jumped into it every now and again and sort of caught it. He's becoming more and more of a favourite of mine. And he's really starting to show a lot more personality. Yeah. And that's the thing. I think that's why there was nothing for me that made me kind of like gravitate to him. I was just like, well, yeah, he's a big guy. It's handsome. It's got a personality. Though. There's nothing there. But as you say, like, this has really brought out kind of another another wrinkle. Like, he started doing it a bit here now as well. Um, like, he started interacting with the crowd a bit more, which he never yeah. used to do. Um, so, yeah, like, yeah. when he was doing his power bombs, he'll, like, because it's called a power bomb, so he'll start doing, like, a conductor thing, and the crowd will mm. try one more time, one more time, as he, nice, as he does nice. it, which is which is pretty good. I mean, he's yeah. when he when he arrives properly as, like, a, as like a, oh, a main yeah. event player, he's going to be so over. Like this yeah. with his AW crowd. Yeah. I don't think we're too far from that. It feels like he's 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 very much on that road. 
So after the match, um, yeah, Spears and Wardlow still have this little weird, like Spears is a bit, you get he's a bit jealous of Wardlow's sort of face ability, like he's, he, however he is with the crowd, like he told yeah. him the other week, like your power bombs aren't getting over, you need to stop doing them. And he comes in and he hits people with the chair every time Wardlow wins a match to like try and mm. steal the glory. And yeah, Wardlow's going to absolutely annihilate him. And it's going to be the biggest yeah. pop you'll ever hear. And it'll be, it'll be on par with Hammer winning the title. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It'll, it'll be nuts. Yeah. Um, next Quick question. What is Sean Spears' deal? What does he do? I know he's he's the chairman. He's and he chair pervert, carries about a he chair, chair pervert. He hits people with a chair and makes a sex face. <laughs> right. Does he wrestle? I, I don't recall so seeing him wrestle is, for a while. He is like the first level boss of the pinnacle. Right. Cool. So like when you when you want to fight MJF, like he's like the, the he's like the ablate of shielding that he throws in the way. Money money jumps in the car and drives <laughs> off. If there's ever a spot right where the pinnacle are getting chased back to the limousine, I guarantee you Sean Spears doesn't get in the car in time and gets destroyed by whoever he's chasing. <laughs> like he's that kind of guy. Right, I see, I see. Oh man, it's it's a shame. We won't get into it too much, but it's kind of I remember when he was in, in NXT and he was pretty over there with the whole kind of like 10, perfect 10 gimmick or whatever. And then kind of waned a bit when he came up to main roster and then went. And I think a lot of people thought when he went to AEW and he turned up in the, was it the, the first like casino battle royale at like one of their first big pay. Yeah, he was like one of the first, first like big free agents, wasn't he, to come over? Yeah. And I thought, oh, okay, we, we might start to see something here. And it, just doesn't feel like they've got the confidence in him either. I mean, like, it just with, doesn't. With respect to Sean Spears, he's forty-one. Is he? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know he's forty-one. And he, he, I think he mostly does because he train. He, you know, to train. He's got school, his own he? school with um with Breeze. What's his name? Breeze. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I don't. I think like his days of big pushes are sadly behind him. Mm. Uh, he, he seems to be happy with what he's doing. He gets to hang out with his yeah. mates and. Yeah, that's fair enough. Um, you know, he was he was. Friends with Cody, wasn't he? And that's how he came in on that big promo with big program with Cody where he hit him with mm-hmm. a washed chair and that was like his big thing. And they oh determined to yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, uh, then okay. After that, then we had a House of Black promo, which is super cool. Um, Always. The way they cut this in was great. So, like, Malachi Black was talking. Yeah. And, like, Brody King sort of steps out the darkness. And the first word he says is violence. And it's all like mm. different aspects of what they are. So, Brody King steps forward and he said violence, which is sort of yeah, like his yeah. thing. And then he starts talking, and then the next word, the sentence, and then Buddy like, Murphy steps forward and says judgment. And it's yeah, like, yeah, man. Oh, oh it, was, it was so because that was the card when um when they were in the house and Brody yeah. and Brody was like who's who we waiting for and he said history and he turned the card over and it was judgment and then like, yeah, you saw man. Brody you saw absolutely not Buddy Matthews stand behind <laughs> and they have to cut that out of subsequent ones so definitely definitely not Buddy Matthews <laughs> no uh, right then we get to the main event uh, um six man tag actual trios action as they're now officially calling it just before we get the uh, to the trios belts hopefully at some point maybe yeah man Soon. Um, Red Dragon and Adam Cole versus Adam Page and John Silver and Alex Reynolds. Come on. Again, fun match. Um, yeah. We won't go into the detail too much because, you know, it's more about we talk about the, how it plays into the uh, into the show. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, Adam Page was pretty strong in this. Like, he was... Adam Cole didn't want on. He was, like, trying to work around him the whole time, wasn't he? Yeah. And, like, only yeah, coming yeah. in when he was, like, on the floor, like, beating down. He was, like, proper good shithouse heel stuff. It's keeping himself fresh for that big, big headline match. Exactly. Uh, Reynolds took the pin because obviously, he did. of course, of course <laughs> he did. Because Reynolds always <laughs> takes the pin because he's he's he's, he's, so, he's so handsome. It doesn't matter. He gets pinned. <laughs> and then after the match, there's a beat down um, on Reynolds. Page made the save, takes out Red Dragon, but then Cole comes in, and then I like this. They sort of they duct tape Page to the ropes, 
yeah. but they don't they don't hit him first. They don't beat him up straight away. No, they take out Silver Reynolds in front of him. That's it. And make him watch, which make is him just... watch like he's helpless to do anything. And then like they um they put the belt on his shoulder and then super kick him till he's like unconscious and like just the belt just like slides off him and he gets sort of just sort of hanging limp on the ropes. I mean that that's an image for your go home show, isn't it? That's excellent. Yeah. If you if you if you if you wanted to know what the threat of Adam Cole was going into this match, like yeah. could he get to, could he get to hangman? Then yes, he absolutely could. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's the um, that's the show. I mean, it's 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 interesting for a dynamite. Like typically, AEW tends to almost finish it too early. So normally they'll finish all their build like a week or two before the show, and right. the go home show sometimes feels a bit of a mishmash of like, oh shit, we've got to do like one more episode before like, the oh, actual okay. pay view. So right, they'll, right. they'll land on like the perfect beats and then mm-hmm. still have like an episode of Rampage or Dynamite to go, and it's like, oh fuck, what, what, what do we do now? What are we gonna do? Yeah. Well, Whereas this felt very much like it was. A direct sort of bleed into the pay per view. Yeah, it? this felt this feels like the first time they've properly like hit it like perfect timing, like with yeah. just enough space left. I think they were always scared of like, I think maybe more so during like lockdown, they were scared of like someone not being able to do a show, maybe and them not mm. having like time to get the angle in. And so they yeah. just thought, well, we'll just get it done a bit earlier, they put that little buffer in just in case. Yeah, yeah. So, so that was pretty cool. Um, yeah, do you have any any particular highs or lows you want to talk about before we move this into revolution? Um. The tag match was really fun. The 15-team casino tag royale. I mean, um, as someone who doesn't watch a lot of AW, that was like watching like a like a five-minute YouTube catch-up video in, in the form of a match. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's mad. Yeah, it was. Yeah, that was really cool. I really enjoyed that. Um, saying that, though, if, if, if I had to give some a higher a plus in that, um, with the exception of, obviously, Tony just buying Ring of Honor, um, Brian Danielson and Christopher Daniels, just uh, the thing that surprised me how well Christopher Daniels can still go. Um, I'm enjoying this version of Brian Danielson as well. Oh, he's uh, so yeah, good, isn't he? He is. So, you notice so he still comes out the face tunnel. Oh, yeah, of course he does. Because <laughs> he is in his own <laughs> mind. Because in his mind, he's a face. He's deluded. Uh, but yeah, no, it was cool. I, I just I didn't think much to it initially. and was just like, really? These two? But when I understood the reasoning behind that, that in itself was really good. And then the match was decent. I enjoyed it. So yeah, that to get a high from me. Fair. Uh, I'll have the... Where are we going? You know what? I'm going to pick I'm going to pick the CM Punk MGF feud because we'll talk about this more on yeah. the Rampage Show. But I've, I've, been, I've, I've gone up and down on this feud, but I'm, if, if it got me all the... It, got, it hit the high notes all the right, at the right time for me and it really they really did finish really strong on it. So mm. I'll say that. Uh, right, we'll move on then to Revolution. Yes, boy. Okay, so we'll start off very briefly, run through the pre-show. The buy-in. Uh, Chris Statlander makes her entrance, and they accidentally play Kenny Omega's video, which, don't worry about that, that's not, that's not something that's going to come into play a little bit later. <laughs> Like, I saw the video. I saw Statlander's. I was watching it on my phone on the train back from London, and like I saw Statlander's end music come on. And I was like, "That's not her video, is it? Have they changed it? Is that Kenny?" <laughs> and they just <laughs> they cut away to like her, and they cut back to the screen, and like they changed it. They put it back right. right. Uh, so Chris Statlander versus Layla Hirsch, really fun match. Yeah, really um, good. Layla Hirsch hits a hurricane run as a Statlander on the off the apron, which looked horrible. Mm. Layla she, Hirsch is awesome. She she really feels like she's. 
like really embracing that character now. Like, yeah, she feels like she's really kind of come and stepped up to it. I saw some people on the internet taking digs at her for wearing Russian colours, and I was like, mate, it's oh, like, what, what, do you want, what do you want to do? Fuck do you want to go back in time and make her not Russian? Because you can't. <laughs> also, I'm fairly sure she was wearing these before Putin decides to be a blur, so just don't worry about it. There's Absolutely. bigger things to worry about than what ring gear she's wearing. But yeah, really fun match. I say Layla was great. She was like this, like she. I mean, we said this a lot, but she was very Taz-like. She was very Ooh. like sort of clinical, and she was targeting yeah. like Chris Statman's arm an awful lot, like yeah, yeah, trapping yeah. in the ring steps, and yeah, yeah she's she's fantastic. Yeah, and uh, she hit her with a turnbuckle like hook to, to knock her out. But then she didn't just pin her. She was like, I oh, know she went to the top rope, did a moonsault. Did it a moonsault? <laughs> <laughs> like, okay, yep, this is fine. Just to put that exclamation point on it. <laughs> so next up then. There was a special guest coming out. Kenny Omega's music. Well, there we go. Played. Uh, <laughs> the pop was enormous, but it wasn't yeah. Kenny. It was Don Callis. <laughs> Which is the oh, perfect Don. way to use Don Callis because like everyone was so hype, so super hype for Kenny, and like that's it's like double disappointment because it's not Kenny and it is Don Callis. So it was like <laughs> two bad things straight away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so there's some nice bits here. So we referred to um, Adam Cole uh, having a subgroup within the Elite, which he called a sleeper cell. And then basically said, if Adam Cole wins the AW title tonight, he'll make a nice placeholder champion until Kenny comes back. Wow. So yeah, the Elite are fine, by the way. The Elite, for, yeah, don't worry about them. <laughs> the Elite are absolutely fine. There's nothing, nothing going on there. You don't nothing need to worry to about see that. Here. <laughs> so that was fun. Next up then, we had QT Marshall versus Hook, which is... They got added very late onto the card, but I mean, everyone's here just to see QT get his ass whipped by Hook. Of course, of course. And like, that's exactly what happened. He got a little bit yeah. of offense in, no, not enough to like really trouble Hook. Mm. Every time he got like a bit of momentum up, Hook would just like suplex the piss out of him. <laughs> so it was fine. Um, it was quite cool that the finish, uh, QT went up to the top rope and uh, Hook knocked him off. And as he fell, he sort of snatched him into the red room, which was. Yeah, that's really cool. nice. Really clever, yeah. I mean, Hook's just... I mean, they've done a very good job of presenting him in a very effective way. And I, yeah. I, I'm not I'm not going to say, you know, he's the second coming of Bret Hart right now. <laughs> but goddamn, if he carries on on this trajectory. Yeah, all things considered, like how young he is, how long he's been kind of wrestling, training for... I mean, all of that's brilliant. But then you think, he's the son of Taz. Of course he's going to be good. <laughs> But like, he's better than Taz. I mean, he's he's more athletic than Taz ever was. He's yeah. in better shape than Taz ever was. Yeah, like yeah. you can see, like when he does his suplexes, like the 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 height he gets on his hips. It's oh that oh yeah. It's just, everything's just very like it's just polished, just clean. Crisp. It's very clinical, crisp. That's it. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's a joy to watch. It's it's really cool to watch him evolve and get better and better as well, and really come into his own and really understand it and. Yeah, and, yeah. And, and I know I said, like, obviously, that they're being very careful with how they present him and, like, what they mm. give him. But at the same time, as a an inexperienced wrestler, he's the one having to be, like, sort of, not, not like, strictly, but appear, appear to be in charge of the match. Like, mm. normally you can give them, like, an underdog spot where you're, like, you know, they, they get beaten up five minutes and win with the roll-up. But he's having yeah. to, like, dominate for the yeah. match. And he's having to do a lot of things, a lot of moves, mm-hmm. a lot of se- sequences, a lot of bits and bobs. And he's doing them all incredibly well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Kind of reminds me a little bit of when not not to compare the two too much, 
but it reminds me a little bit of when um, Dominic Mysterio first debuted and a lot of that kind of, it wasn't just him, as you say, kind of like coming in, up in the ladder match with Eddie and Ray. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. That one. His second, you mean his second debut. <laughs> his second debut. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like, he, he, you know, he was really holding his own in there, doing a lot of the legwork as I mean, well. And they, and they put him like into pretty big spots in the company, like really Massively. early. Like I'm sure he was like against Seth in like his second, third match or something like that. Which again, it's, it's probably a bit easier because Seth Rollins is a pro. But yeah. at the same time, eyes are on you because you're fighting Seth Rollins. Of course, of course. This isn't yeah. like you versus, you know, one of, I don't know, Tyler Breeze on Dart, on like Sunday yeah. Heath or anything like on main events, is it? You know, yeah, it's, yeah, yeah. it's Seth Rollins on Raw. On you know, this is... Exactly. <laughs> yeah, It's a yeah. precious spot. Uh, but no, right. um, Hook's awesome. Uh, and as I say, it's it's really cool to to watch him just grow every single week, every single match. I love everything about him, though, like the presentation, even just the way he... Acts, just carries like, himself the way he like he turns his back on his opponent for his entrance like the action Bronson music is, is fantastic oh, oh all day love that yeah you see uh, really action cool. Bronson actually brought him out on stage during a concert yeah, the other yeah a couple of weeks ago yeah 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 which is uh, it's so good he's, he's, he's got it made man I wish we, could, <laughs> we, we should all be more like Hook more like Hook be more Hook next up then we had the final match of the show we had uh, Pac and Penta Oscuro and the return of Eric Redbeard for the first time yes, since the Bruni My God, right, so, and obviously they're going up against the House of Black, so Malachi Black, Brody King, Buddy Matthews, with the best entrance in wrestling. Now all three of them are together. Oh. And have you noticed, I don't know, you obviously, so they were, Malachi and Brody were introduced as Kings of the Black Throne, honouring mm. the House of Black. Yeah. Now the three of them, they are just introduced as the House of Black. Oh, mate, it's so good. The presentation, like, we're talking about the presentation of Hook and everything like that, like, this is my favorite thing in wrestling. This is my favorite entrance in wrestling. It's the favorite music. Just everything about it. It's just black metal as fuck. And yeah. I love it. Well, they all have, they all have like every combination of them has slightly like the different horns music as well. And the different music. And yeah, man. So like Brody has his own, like he'll have his own, he'll use a God's Hate song when he has his, his own entrance. Like yeah. Malachi has the one from that Dutch metal band. They have yeah. the, the Colin Young one when they come out as the Kings of the Black Throne. Yeah, they have yeah. a different music when they come out as the House of Black. Yeah. It's just, oh, it's, it's so good. It's just like you can tell, like a lot of thought. You can tell, like Malachi is, or like, you know, Malachi is a guy who really puts a lot of thought into the details, the little details. Mm, great like, creative it, mind. It really pays off. Mm. Uh, one thing I'll say before we talk about the ending of this match in the bits and mobs, give Eric some absolute props because he's yeah. in the he's in the ring here with five top rip, top top work rate guys that can go, and, and he, he he didn't he, look out of place. Not at all. Not at all. Really held his own here. I don't know how much he's been doing outside of this, like whether he's been wrestling a lot kind of independently or, or not. But yeah, it looked like he was more than enough, like keeping up with them. Now I know uh, Eric's in here design. to cover for Phoenix because Phoenix is still injured from that yeah. arm dislocation. I don't know if he's going to be sticking around or if he's going to come back at any point, but I need to see every possible permeation of these six men fighting each other. <laughs> like I, I need Pac versus Buddy Matthews. I need Brody. And against Redbeard. So right, <laughs> when they were squaring off and just starting to shove each other, uh, I went to a bad signal area on the train and my stream cut out. Oh. And if I wasn't in public, I would have fucking raged. Fucking lost it. <laughs> Bouncing your phone off the train window. <laughs> so I didn't see anything past that in this match. Oh, man. 
<laughs> but what I did see was fantastic. I just need to see all of the like Pentaroscuro. Obviously, we're going back to that sort of pent. Have you got up to Pentagon Dark in Lucha Underground yet? No. So Pentagon Dark is like when he like needs to do the serious shit, right? Mur- murder Pen- Pen- Pentagon. Pentagon Dark is what he what he basically became to try and kill Jeff Cobb. Right. Cool. Because <laughs> if all else fails, become a murderer to take down Jeff Cobb. Spoiler: It didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> Jeff Cobb cut up killed by conventional weaponry. <laughs> uh, yeah, but Eric eats the pit in here because uh, he gets the red mist, the black mist, doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, when you say like he had the pin, like that makes it sound like he got jobbed out. No, nah, but he, he got a black but... mass, then a choke, then um, black mist, then a pile driver up Brody King, and then pinned. I mean, they've made him look strong there to take the pin, but they... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he got black masked and then went for a choke slam on Malico. As you do. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. I don't care about that spinny kick you do. Could have choke slam you. <laughs> so yes, that was a that was a fun. I mean, those I mean three matches, we normally only get one match on a, a, a AEW buy-in. Spoil. I mean the the, the buy-in was like an episode of Rampage. Yeah, basically it was. <laughs> it was. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I mean that um, that match, that, fight, that last match went 17 minutes. That's mad. That's mad. <laughs> I can't wait for them to do, whenever Phoenix is back, I to do the, the match properly, like the three-on-three, three, like with all, all the guys. Oh. Yes. Yes, yes, yes. And right then, so we're on to the main show and our typical AEW tag team extravaganza opener has been replaced by what is now becoming the typical AEW Eddie Kingston opener. <laughs> Which I'm absolutely fine with. By the yeah, way, I mean, if you if you absolutely need to get the crowd up, then you just play the Kingston music to start the show, and everyone goes. It, Done. Every, every time it happens, it just makes my heart explode with joy that Eddie Kingston is getting an enormous pop on a <laughs> nationally televised TV show, wrestling TV show. Love to see it. I've seen Everywhere. this man. I've seen this man take like bumps on the floor in front of fifty people. Fucking hell! <laughs> you know, wow, he, he deserves <laughs> this so yeah. much. Yeah, yeah, and I'm so glad. That mm. everyone loves him. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, this match, when it starts out, I literally walked in the door. Sarah was like just buying the pay-per-view as I, as I got in. And the first thing I see is Eddie Kingston he just drops Jericho on his head. <laughs> straight away. Straight away. Yeah. Second... It's like bell rings, it's head drummer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I genuinely thought for a moment that he'd really rocked Jericho. Like, shoot, rocked him because he was down for quite a bit. Yeah, well, I, I think you. I mean, he was selling it, wasn't he? He was selling like the, like the jelly legs and stuff. So I think it was yeah. kind of meant to have happened. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, they go. He goes outside because then as soon as he went outside, Eddie just went outside and battered him. I was like, oh no, he's fine. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> oh, I mean, this match was, it was just, just stiff. Like it was just, just. It was. I didn't think really Jericho had this kind of match in him. If I'm being honest, I didn't. I really didn't. Um, like when I saw this match, and I was like, "Oh, please don't be that." Because Eddie said, "Didn't he like don't?" Did you see that promo from the other week? Where Eddie was yeah. like, "Don't give me the Jericho that did the Mimosa match." No, like give no, me, no. give me the, give me the Jericho that went to New Japan. Like give me yeah, the Jericho man. that won the title here. Give me the Jericho that Triple H hated. Yeah, yeah. And that's all. That's that's all he needed. A little push. Because my God, this yeah, this felt like a very different Jericho to what we've seen in in previous matches. And as yeah. I say, just. Just very stiff, really hard hitting, a really strong back and forth. Um, it was just fun. I've just really enjoyed it. It was a great opener. Really, really good. It was, uh, I mean, the finish as well. So Jericho hits a code breaker like on Eddie's eye 
because yeah. yeah, he had the broken altar bone the other yeah, day, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. the other week, and then, like with a, like a one Nico breaker, it was it was fucking horrible. And then he's Dirty. looking for he's looking for the um, the Judas effect. Eddie ducks it, hits him with two back fists. The first one, like the sound, the first one made was barbaric. <laughs> So uh, someone clapping two bricks together. It really was. Like someone, like someone throwing a turkey at a window. <laughs> yeah, all that. <laughs> and then he put him in the stretch plum and just like basically twisted his neck like halfway around. He did it like two, three, like wrenched it two, three times as well, didn't he? Yeah. Whoa. Jericho tapped out. Yeah, man. Like, when's the didn't last time you saw that. Chris Jericho tap out? Pass. I don't remember. It's a, it's a good while ago, isn't it? And the, the crowd reaction when Eddie won was, yeah. again, unbelievable. Like, Do you know what I really years. liked at the end was the kind of, the almost like bemused look on Kingston's face, like, oh, I won. Yeah. Oh, re- really? Like, he tapped like, and he was like, he tapped. Did he? Did he? Yeah, that was cool. And then nice little bit of respect to so Eddie, like, he asked for his music to be cut. Yeah. And he, like, he offers his hand with a Chris to go, he's like, you said you shake my hand. And then Chris was like, no, I can't do it. And just nah. throws on the ring and the booze. Whoa. Oh my god, the heat, the heat, Absolute bro. Absolute shit bag. <laughs> so yeah, I think there's, there's. So we talked about um, proud and powerful. Like they were, caught, so they've sort of come back on the Jericho side last this week. I think yeah. this is how you push them back to Kingston. Like, absolutely, absolutely. In a it big wouldn't lineup. surprise me if we get like it's feels like it's left it open for maybe something else between these two later down the line. I know Jericho's put on his Instagram or Twitter uh, in the last 48 hours, like, you know, I was wrong. I should have been a bigger man. I should have shook your hand. I'm willing to do it this, this Wednesday. This feels like, like a trap. Oh, it is. It's a trap. He's going Absolutely. to shake his hand by that. You mean he's going to shake his face with his elbow when he gives effects <laughs> in the middle of the ring. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, super fun match. Um, if that was a bit too much proper wrestling for you next up we had a three a three-way it's tag a team match three-way tag match <laughs> Jurassic Express versus the Young Bucks versus Red Dragon I mean what, what more do you want was this this is Jurassic Express's first defense on pay-per-view on pay-per-view yes yeah they yeah. won it at the New Year's Slam show that was it yeah the one where Phoenix got injured wasn't it yeah yeah I mean I still don't understand how there are people who don't like the Ulmucks as a tag team. I I don't get it. Like I I get people not liking them as characters because you're not meant to. Yeah, and, that's case, and even, when, even, even when they're faces, they're kind of pricks. They're still arrogant pricks, exactly. Yeah. So I get people not liking the character, but people that sort of shit on them and go, they're not that good or they're not this, they're not that. Like, come on, every single match they're in. Is a banger. Like, I mean, going to go back to their bios, which are like one of the best things in the entire wrestling business. Uh, they put up a couple of months ago, they put up like best tag team in the world, but some people don't like us because we don't sell limbs. <laughs> Even their Twitter game is fucking peak. Yeah. As, as they have said, you know, it's, it's, it's literally a race to second place now. When, when all is said and done, yeah. they're going to go down as probably the greatest tag team of all time. Yeah, without a doubt. And you put them in a match with Red Dragon and also have Jungle Boy in there and Luchasaurus to just come in and clobber people. Because why not? <laughs> I mean, there was that there was that moment, wasn't there, where like Jungle Boy did a hurricane run at Hawk of Frankensteiner on someone and then oh, landed yeah. and did a German suplex like straight away. Insane. Which like, how does Absolute, that even... how how did the physics of that work? 
yeah, he's got like I love their their tandem offense, the the big guy, the little guy thing, and they're. You know, really... I've, all, I've always been a sucker for big. I mean, my one of my, my favorite tag teams as a kid was Kane Expo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, so. yeah. But this is cool though because they're both ridiculously athletic, yeah. and it's not the typical big guy, little guy, big guy lumbers about sort of thing. Like Jungle Boy can more than hold his own, and Luchasaurus can th- throw himself about as Luchasaurus much as the standing room. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> which 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 he did in this yeah. to the outside. <laughs> so like it's it's a really cool partnership. It's a really really good dynamic between them. And obviously, you, you get the sort of the storytelling in this match as well. So you start out with um, Red Dragon and the Young Bucks sort of on the same page, but then yeah. as soon as they eliminate, they sort of, they sort of like sideline Luchasaurus, and then all of a sudden, I think it was the Bucks actually turned on Kyle O'Reilly first, didn't they, and, and give the double super kick? Yeah. So I mean, I mean, they had a bit of resentment from from two weeks ago when Red Dragon beat the Bucks to win the first tag, uh, you know, this qualifier match. Ah, uh, okay. But yeah, this this was just. It was just incredible, um, and it's a match I actually got wrong. I thought I thought Red Dragon were going to steal this. Really? really did. I had Jurassic Express down because I was just like, they're not losing their first defense on pay per view. Yeah, I mean it makes sense looking back. On and it. if if they were going to lose, it would have been to Red Dragon because it's too early to give it back to the Bucks, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. Okay, oh, if the Bucks if the Bucks won the won the titles back on this, that the hate would have just. Flowed. <laughs> yeah. So that that um that BT trigger the Bucks did later on on Jungle Boy, and like Kyle O'Reilly just came out of nowhere to make the save. Like yeah. I thought that was it. Oh, I it's all the it. It's like no one kicks out the BT trigger. It's like because Jungle, Jungle Boy's thing is like two point nine 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 kickouts. Like that's that's what he does. He's like the new Kurt Angle in that respect. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, they had, you had everything here. Yeah. Um, you know, like the, the high low. Off Red Dragon on Luchasaurus uh, broke up. Then yeah, you had, you had the BT trigger, and then like the finish, like to Jurassic Express hit um, Jurassic Express for, like their finisher mm. on that, and like Nick's right there, and you think oh he's going to break this up, but he just he just doesn't dive in time. Doesn't dive into yeah yeah. yeah and it's it's oh, it was such a good finish. It was mm. it, it it really tricked me and it really it really got me. And yeah, it was. Oh, it's just. It just again, you know, when AEW is flying on tag team wrestling, there's there's nothing quite like it, is there? No, definitely. And this not. is this is like three again. This is only three. There's no FTR. There's three no. Out of, there's what, no proud 20, and powerful. Twenty tag teams. That there's no got. Lucha Bros. There's no best friends. There's no. You know. It's insane, isn't it? Yeah. So it's really interesting to see what the fallout between Red Dragon and the Young Bucks is. Yeah. Going forward on Dynamite. And if you were hoping to calm down after that, <laughs> so we have good luck. <laughs> the face of the revolution ladder match for a TNT title shot. This is keep kept going, didn't it? It just it's, like, just, rel- it, it's just relentless. Three matches in, and it's just like slapping you in the face. Every like, ah, you're tired. Well, there's more. Bang. So you've had you've had stiff, then you've had flippy. Now you have stiff and flippy. Stiff flippy hoss. So it's Keith Lee versus Wardlow versus Christian versus Hobbs versus Starks versus Cassidy. I mean, what a what a what a what a selection of human beings for a lot of match. Well, yeah, this this really really gave me like TLC like back in the day kind of vibes, or like not TLC rather like the Money in the Bank ladder match style. 
like this the is first the, ones where it was just absolute carnage. This is the was, best ladder match I've seen since the North American title. Yeah, agree, one hundred percent agree. And that was, and that it, was I, next I put level. it. I put it on that level. Yeah, yeah. Because some of the, some of the spots were just unbelievable. Oh mate, there was some, <laughs> like Orange Cassidy's spots. Like shtick in this was just unbelievable. Like he, he was at one point he climbed on Keith Lee's back to try and get to the um to the ring. Another <laughs> time, yeah, he was spinning around the ladder round, and then, then was it Wardlow and Keith and Hobbs was picked it, it up. Wardlow and Hobbs picked it up. He was on. He skinned the cat to get <laughs> on top, top of it ladder. to grab the fucking and then ring. they shook it so he fell and they crushed himself. Oh, it was it was incredible. It was excellent. So Christian, so Christian was also there. He was, yeah. Um, it's he was a bit of a non-entity in this, wasn't he? I think he was, that's, that's I, not... I think he was just there to like make sure people to literally make sure people didn't hurt themselves. Yeah, that's what I thought. He was, he was just there because as, as we were watching it, Sarah said like because we were like, oh yeah, Christian is a bit of an odd fit because he's like you've got like your host boys and you've got like Starks mm. and Cassidy do the match shit. But yeah. then Sarah was like, yeah, but don't forget, Christian's done a lot of these in his career. That's the only reason he was for me was in there. It's just like. Here's a safe hand that's done a lot of a lot of ladder matches. It wouldn't surprise me if he kind of produced that match. He will backstage. mostly catch you in the dangerous bits. Sorry, Owen Casty. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nah, this is quality. As I said, there was so many kind of moving parts and so many little like big spots, close calls. Um, I mean, at the, at the time last year, did you honestly think? We'd be sitting here in March 2022 watching Keith Lee batter people with Orange Cassidy. No, absolutely not. Not <laughs> just, in my wildest dreams. Swinging Orange Cassidy like a tennis racket. <laughs> <laughs> oh, mate. Yeah, it was cool. Everyone had their their moment where they had kind of fingers on the ring, didn't they? Yeah. Um, and I... I... like it, And it felt like it could really go anyway. There wasn't really a clear... Kind no, especially with like the way they every... built it up. Like, yeah. you didn't. There was no one except maybe Christian who you thought, oh, they're not going to put it on him. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I love how they did. They they did their version of the Keith Lee gif as well, where he just sort of just sprung up behind Christian and like <laughs> love that. On him. Love that. Uh, Wardlow, um, Wardlow had his big moments as well. He he put um, Hobbs and Lee through a table. Hobbs and Lee, yeah, they're up nearly announced us, weren't they? They sort of had each other by the neck. Taz, Taz, doing a big, them both. Taz doing a massive concern as it was all happening. <laughs> yeah, they brought Taz in on commentary for this match as well, obviously, because yeah. he had two members of Team Taz. Yeah. And again, Taz does that. We, we talk about it all the time. Taz does that thing where he, like, he manages to put over his guys, but without burying anybody else. Yeah, really good at that. Taz is so good on commentary. Really, really, really good. I mean, there's so much. Yeah, so at one point, Orange Cassidy just gets thrown out the ring by Keith Lee. Like, Let's say out the ring, like out the stadium is kind of more. Um, you, you, you went <laughs> still some di- orbiting. You went some distance. You, you threw him so hard that like he went over. Christy was desperately trying to catch him, and he went over his head and like landed like hard on the floor. Christy, you could tell because Christian went straight over to him and checked on him. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, yeah apparently, yeah. he does. He, he suffered a legitimate shoulder injury as well. I thought so. Oh shit! Really? Yeah, hope, hope it's not too bad. Hope he's uh, hope he's back soon. Um, while this was happening, Danhausen came out. Yeah, pulled him. <laughs> yeah, he had his wrestling, his ring gear on again, which is pretty cool. So he mm. must be, he must be getting to the point. He, where he must be close. training. Yeah, he must must be like full training now. Um, there was that cool moment on the ramp. Actually, was it between Wardlow and Hobbs, and they both went for the ladder, and then they just like ripped. Yeah, it they just between pulled them. it off. And so then, then they, they just like both hit. <laughs> Who was one of it? The, like I think it was Wardlow went to hit Keith Lee, 
And then Hobbs was meant to hit Lee as well, and he just hit Wardlow in the back instead, <laughs> yeah. and then took out Lee. <laughs> yeah, it was great. It was there was lots of like ad hoc alliances formed, and like a lot of like quick betrayals, and yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It was it was fantastic. Um, I mean, someone who uh, he, you know, he got cursed by Danhausen, but he then got Starks, then got power bombed. Oh, oh mate, fucking hell! So that spot was really cool because Starks was on the ladder, wasn't he? So they had the ladder set up under the ring, and then the one that went from the ropes into the ladder in the middle of the ring so it set up like that kind of like that across yeah and starts was climbing up it and wardlow like leaked like i mean proper like who saw that coming he just jumped like five foot up onto the ladder and then was just like right you can get down just power bomb starks into the ladder which looked like a really rough landed as well like he folded him up like it was like it was like a jackknife on it yeah like he really really landed like the top of his back which i also Starks is not long and off the back of a broken neck. Yeah. Be careful with him. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll charitably say that he landed on the top of his back and not like his neck. Thank but fuck. It was, it was it was a, it was a coin flip on it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, that looked vicious, really vicious. But I mean, a couple of refs came really out to check on him immediately after the match finished, and he, apparently he's fine. He's even he's been, Tony Khan said he's fine. He's been tweeting so. Yeah, that's good. That's good. And yeah, so right after he murdered Starks, um, Wardlow reached up and, and got the brass ring. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting to note as well. Uh, MGF said on Dynamite the week before, um, if Wardlow does win, he's not going to take the title off him. Okay. Because he wants to go for the main. But we'll see how, obviously, with, with the events of later in the evening. Of course. Yeah. We'll see yeah. how that went, how that carries on. Um, next up, then we had a, a bit of a, well, I'll say surprise, but Tony was waving a piece of paper the word swear on in front of the camera for about 30 seconds before we, before we actually announced <laughs> anything. <laughs> Uh, he was. He had, yeah, a, he had a clipboard in his hand, and he, he could. He was holding it so you could blatantly see what was written on it, and mm. it literally said "swerve." <laughs> but yeah, yeah, swerve, swerve is all elite. Yes, boy. I mean, again, like what a crowd reaction! Oh, mate, so good. Came out looking suave as fuck. One in a suit and his sunglasses. Skiervone's got the contract, signs it on there, and it was a nice little interaction between them as well because he was like he's had the honour of, of calling some of Swerve's matches as well, and yeah. Swerve acknowledged that, which is a really nice like little back and forth. That he came had. out to his own song as well, yeah, which yeah, was yeah, baller. And then yeah, I he... mean, I still do, I still wanted him to come out to Shaka Khan, but we can't have it all. <laughs> I think he I think he did actually tweet um, the other week. It's time to leave. He it's time to leave he that did. behind. He did. Which is fine. I did a little cry inside, but it's okay. It's okay. But yeah, then he, did, he chanted "Who's house? Which the crowd Swerve responded, Swerve's house. house. Oh, it's so good. I can't wait oh. to see what he does. Yeah, man. Yeah. I think he's a very, very important signing for the future of, of AW. If you The first company that taps into his potential, lets him really unleash his, his ability, is yeah. going to get something special. Yeah. I get to see him again in a couple of months. He's at Progress, super strong style. He is, yeah. Can he wait for that? Friend of the, friend of the podcast. That's right. <laughs> uh, next up, then we had Jay Cargo versus Tay Conti, uh, TBS oh. title match. What an entrance! Ty making an absolute thing out of just like baller entrance. Right? Like her one. Did you see her entrance against Britt Baker? Did you watch that match? I did. Yeah, yeah. When she, she came, came out like, like, all the Brazil, Brazil and the face paint. Yeah, so oh, good. mate, so good. Really, really cool. Um, so start match starts off. Jade kisses Ty Conti on the lips. The internet oh. explodes. Are we? Are we not going to give a shout out to Jade's? But Mortal Jade, Combat Jade from Mortal Kombat then. Yeah, yeah. That was and the and the guy like slaying on the guitar as well. Really cool. Yeah. Uh, Mark yeah, Sterling man. in a suit with money all over it. Like just the pictures <laughs> of money. It was, uh, Mark Sterling's the best, one of the, the best manager in wrestling in the world. Yeah. 
he is he is phenomenal. Yeah. So yeah, you were saying sorry. Bell starts like Cargill just kisses Conte for yeah. So the earlier, reasons. In, yeah. Also earlier when Ty first um, squared up to Jade because Jade was like on the mic the other week saying like who's next and Ty Conte going like I'm next and she got in the ring and they were like sort of squaring up because Jade was a lot taller and she sort of like kissed her on the forehead like right. you kiss like you'd put to a child. Right, 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 um, right. So I think it was like a sort of evolution of that. I see. I see. Okay, that makes sense now because I hadn't seen that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, a, it was a fun match. I mean, it wasn't the longest match on the show. It was nice. It was nice to, to, for a bit of a change of pace. Yeah, yeah. A bit of a palate cleanser. Because as you say, those th- first three matches were just like relentless. Yeah. So yeah, a little bit of a change of pace, which it I think it needed. It didn't go long. It went long enough that you got a sense of what the match was about, but it didn't go it long was, enough for anyone to get a bit restless I with it. I think it was only like six, seven minutes. Like it really wasn't that long at yeah, all. Yeah, seven, seven minutes I've got here. Yeah. But as you say, like served its purpose. And I think... Like, I know I've seen a lot of stick that Jade Cargill gets on online and uh, I discussed it briefly the other week with uh, Tom Clark on his uh, main event podcast. Um, and he asked my opinion on it. And I don't think she's all that bad at all. And she, she's learning every week on live TV. She's like, never, she never gets overexposed. No, no. She's getting better. Every, I, I, was, I, I was so fearful about her winning this belt. Not because I didn't think she could do it. I just mm. thought, like, if, if this is going to be a bit like the TNT title, like, you've got that on Sammy at the moment. It's like a work rate belt, isn't it? Yeah. Like, you have to defend it very frequently. Yeah. I didn't think she could possibly, like, pull it off. But mm. having said that... She is. It's been, it's been yeah. the absolute making of her. Yeah. Like, forcing really it, forcing it. She's not, she's not at the point in her career now where she doesn't need to have a three-month feud with one no. person. No. She needs to wrestle six different people Regularly. six different weeks. That's it, and exactly. experience different styles and different ways of working. Yeah. And this is just, it's just helping her grow so much faster than being stuck, being stuck in a six-month program with Britt Baker would, for example. Exactly, yeah, yeah. I agree completely. Uh, so, yeah, it, every time she's wrestled, she's gotten better. She's, obviously, the only issue now is the title is now sort of tied into her undefeated streak. And then there's going to come a time where she's going to lose both of those things simultaneously. Yeah. And what do yeah, they yeah. do with her after that? That's the issue. But we'll cross the, you know, we'll cross the, the, the idea is that you've run her long enough on this, that the loss doesn't hurt her too much, presumably. Yeah. But then it's all about how you, it's all about how you, you recover her from this, basically, when she does drop the belt. Exactly. I was saying this again, I, th- I think it was on Tom Clark or it might have been to Jay, but saying like, what do they do with her kind of eventually when she, as you say, when she loses that belt? How does she recover from that? And I was thinking, put her in a faction, or put her around of either either put her in an existing faction or build a faction around her. So yeah. the example that I went to was Mandy Rose on NXT, and they they brought her over from Raw. They pretty much straight away put the women's championship on her. Then they built a faction around her, and they put the women's tag team championships on them. And for someone that wasn't really given much screen time or ring time on on main roster she's now a really big deal to me seems like a much bigger deal in nxt and that's not to say that jade cargill isn't a big deal but i just think as you say once that winning streak goes and once that belt goes where does she go and i think having a few other people around her whether she's the leader in that or she's in something like the andrade hardy like kind of faction thing yeah or team taz or exactly something something like that that. yeah yeah i think that 
when it happens, when that, that loss comes, that would be a good next step. And then moving on, we're going to have to talk about MJF versus CM Punk. Oh, Christ. I don't, oh, think, I'm, I don't, th- I don't think I'm <laughs> emotionally ready for this. <laughs> right, before we talk about the match in particular, I'm just going to say it now. This is the best feud that AEW have ever done. Absolutely. I think it's better it's... than Kenny, I think it's better than Kenny Hangman. Yeah. Because okay, it's just it's just it's just seeped steeped in it's just dripping in wrestling history. Mm-hmm. And it's just just covered in, in relevancy and callbacks and yeah. Yeah. It's, it's two everything. it's two guys who get it. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. One hundred percent. They know there's not there wasn't a wasted minute. No. In this entire build, everything no. had a purpose. Look, everything even like look. So we were talking about this, like me and Jay, back in January, because this 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 has been going on since like it's been back on for a while, the middle of last year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we were saying, oh shit, has, has this gone on too long? Have they overextended? Have they you know, have they overextended it too much? Like because it, it it kind of felt a little bit like they were struggling to get it because the pay per views were so far apart. Plateaued a little bit, didn't it? At one point, and then, then they did, and then they did the match, and they gave MGF the win, and we thought that was going to be the big moment, mm-hmm. and it wasn't. It was just that was just like the that was just a, the interval, just the start. Yeah, <laughs> the that was just a mid-season break. Like it yeah. came back, and all the best work has been done down this home stretch. It's, it's they've just built mm-hmm. it, and they've rushed up the intensity week on week on week on week. Yeah, I mean, it started the last out two three weeks in particular have just been. Fucking fever pitch. Yeah, before it even got to this match, this started with like Punk calling MGF the Miz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like it's not like Thanksgiving, like November, and then here we are in March, and like this was the hottest match going into this show. But yeah, there were, there, most... were people, there were people calling for this to main event. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say like I've heard a lot of that. Is it was the biggest match on the card. It's the most talked about match. It's got the most fuel, the most storyline going into it. Uh, yeah, I was really excited for this. And this is from someone that isn't the biggest CM Punk fan in the world. But are you a fan of CM Punk who makes his entrance to AFI? <laughs> now, I have to be honest, I didn't get that until it was explained to me afterwards and, and the relevance that it had. In on reflection, it was really, really cool. At the time, I was just like, oh, have they given him new music? So not well, only I, I didn't understand. So not only was that CM Punk's Ring of Honor entrance music, he debuted that. In Ring of Honor for the first time in his dog collar match with Raven. Ah, even better. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So this was like this was Punk going to like the dark place, basically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, to, to beat the devil, you've got to become the devil. That's cool. Um, See, so those little bits, as you say, like it's just soaked in kind of history and callbacks and relevance. All of these little bits, are, and the way they did it this... as well, like even like. Someone like yourself who didn't know it didn't it didn't like it wasn't at your expense. It was like mm. it, it was still cool for you because oh look, Punk's got new music. It's different. This is yeah. this is this is a big deal because Punk's not going to cult personality. But yeah. for people who knew Ring of Honor, it was an extra level, an extra mm. layer of, of like mm. a buy-in. That's it. And so it did it it, it didn't alienate anyone, but it, it was just extra little Easter eggs for the people who have been there for the whole time. For sure. I mean, I'm not going to lie. I wasn't watching Ring of Honor back in 2005. <laughs> but no, you were watching Impact. <laughs> I was watching Liverpool in the Champions League. Mate. That's what I was watching. Hey. Um, <laughs> um, so yeah, I mean this 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 match was phenomenal. Um, there's no other. There's no two ways about it. Um, I think the reason Melter hasn't published his 
ratings as he's trying to scrounge enough stars to give to this before he, before he lets him go. <laughs> uh, great bit at the st- near the start where like MGF basically beats the shit out of Punk with the chain. Um, Punk bleeds like he Eddie Guerrero bleeds. Yeah, it was pretty vicious. It's that uh, it, he didn't he didn't make it too subtle, did he? That it was just like just popping his head like that. Like <laughs> I think I even heard it because I, I had had it on my headphones and I was just like. I think there was a moment where he was saying to the ref, just like, get the blade out of the way, pick the blade. The ref's like, don't worry, I've got it. I've got it. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> I've already done too much damage to my own forehead. Get it away from me. <laughs> yeah, he, he bled like a, a stuffed pig. And I know that phrase is is used an awful lot, but he was fully donning the crimson mask, wasn't he? So I, I don't know, I pointed out, and MGF gets the mic, and he's like, he, this, this, this is great, because like, again, you're not quite sure how what, what sort of what sort of route this match is going to take? And I am Jacob's on the mic, and I'm like, all right, it's just going to be a real big storytelling thing. Is there going to be a lot of story in this? Because he's like, mm. come on, punk, quit. Like, you quit on the people. Yeah. And he jams the mic into his phone, and he just says, eat shit. Eat shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that was good. great. Really, and then he goes, really he good. goes for the, um, for the running, the rising knee and the bulldog with the chain. And yeah. oh, there's, there's so much, there's so much, many callbacks, and it's, it was incredible. Um, it was just really good, bloody, vicious, fun. bloody good fun. Yeah, I mean, there was a tombstone on the on the apron. Oh Christ! Yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> Which was just nuts. <laughs> we'll just chuck that in for good measure. Fuck it. <laughs> yeah, uh, Punk hit MJF with a shining wizard, just knocked him clean out the ring. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> right, so then, like, so I mean, the match was excellent. And go and watch it. Like, it, we it, we can't do it justice. Mm. Uh, describing it. So uh, towards the end of the match, tack, full thumbtacks come out. Yep. MGF superplex punk on superplexes punk onto the thumbtacks. Eventually, because they they really built mm, that they, up. As they, 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 they did about, they did about a five minute dance around the tacks, didn't they? Yeah. You, you didn't quite know what was going to happen. Punk had jelly legs for for most of that before he eventually ate shit on them. Well, he, he was he was teasing a, a Pepsi plunger, wasn't he, onto the tacks? Was was yeah, which yeah, would yeah, have yeah. been fucking pop Barry. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so MGF's calling for Wardlow to come down and he wants the ring and Wardlow's like patting himself down and he, he can't find it. He, he hasn't brought it. I think, was it someone commented to Tony? And it was like, is Wardlow the best man? Has he forgotten the ring? That was <laughs> Something it. Something like that. It was like, oh, it's great. I love um, the way when he came down, like the swag that he had when he came down, like he had that extra sense of sort of purpose. He's just like, ah, I've just fucking won my match. What'd yeah. You <laughs> yeah, he looked like a man who just won a title shot. Um, he had a good night so then as, as he's like sort of fucking around Punk sort of gets his breath back and MGF turns around into a GTS yeah and then as he does onto that onto the tax onto the he falls onto the tax and he sells yeah, yeah. it like he sits back up and he's like ah yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> so then as, as Punk's like sort of sitting there like pouring blood look, he looks at Wardlow and Wardlow's like oh hang on oh Hang on, it was in this pocket all along. <laughs> Exit was into the pocket. Like, oh, of course, I put it in this one. So he pulls it out <laughs> and then he just puts it on the canvas for the punk. And he's like, "Big pop you, for what, that as well." Whatever you want to do, mate. Yep. You do, you do with that what you want. I'm, I'm going back to have a beer. <laughs> so there is, there's the moment. Like everyone said, when is it going to happen? I know mm-hmm. um, Joe from Damn Vince is always said on their podcast, "When are we going to get to the fireworks factory?" We have arrived at the fireworks factory. <laughs> punk. Picks up the dynamite. Dam- this, this, the ending of this was 
absolutely perfect. Yeah. So Punk puts the ring on, and he's sort of he's sort of looking like it's the hesitation. And it's like it's like, like the... should I should Ooh. I be doing this? Like, yeah, yeah. Am I the again like like he's selling diamonds? Am I the bad guy? Am I the bad guy? And then he sort of again of the visuals when he grabs the chain and he he pulls MJF up by the dog collar. Yeah. So he's on his knees. And MJF, like, he knows what he, he sees. What he looks at the ring, he looks at Punk. He just spits in Punk's face. And he's like, yeah. Come on, then. Give it to me. Fuck <laughs> it. Punk just fucking executes him. <laughs> <laughs> One bomb. Like, a, a help. Like, that is the, the that is, that is a, if on anybody else, that would be a heel turn. Yeah. 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 Like, if you just punch the fenceless guy in the face with a, with a ring on. Yeah. But like, it's MJF. So, but it's MJF. So. Anyone that does that is the ultimate baby face. <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. That's that's the win. MGF is for all intents and purposes fucking dead. Yeah. <laughs> and then like, we, like sorry, go on before. I was saying at the end, Punk swings the chain over his head like Bruce Brody and Doc Samson yeah. looks incredibly concerned about his chain <laughs> that Punk's swinging <laughs> this chain around. Uh this is awesome. Like where do you see like MJF sort of going after this? Like, does he take a bit of time to almost recover from this match, or does he come straight back out and just keep going at it? Possibly you take him off TV for a bit, like because obviously his his thing now is with Wardlow and Wardlow's yeah. title shot. Like that's yeah. the next step for them. Of course. So I picked Punk to win this. Same. And I know a lot of people said MJF should win, but I think the issue is if you if MJF wins here, he has to be the next challenger for the title. Yeah. Whereas if you cool him down, you can, because I think he's still going to win the title of Hangman. Absolutely. I don't yeah. think it'll be as early as, as as the next paper. If you do it, if he if he wins here, he has to fight Hangman at the one, I think. And I think yeah. that's too soon. I think you have to cool him down here and then bring him back and bring him back mm-hmm. up. And they, they've he, got he something even, already before they he go hasn't into even interacted that with Hangman yet. Like exactly, exactly. But they've got something here that can keep him going, keep him active and on TV with Wardlow. Yeah. Until they're ready to put him into that. With with Page and your next Page program, well, Punk after after winning, he he climbed up on the um on the turnbuckle and he, he did the, the belt. Out, didn't he? Yeah, he's like, come on, yeah. it's belt time. So, there yeah. you go, have him turn on Hangman. Boom. That's just, that's his heel turn complete. Yeah, yeah. Um, this this match though, to 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 the point of the match was was outstanding. Yeah. Um, to go from something like the ladder match, which was kind of high spots and and, and big spots and this that and the other, to just solid storytelling with no need for big high spot like a few spots here and there but I mean, like the, the biggest you know, spot was a superplex onto the tax yeah. yeah 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 but it was just it was superb and yeah. that only added to what was already up there for me like that little thumbtack spot um it was just brilliant it was just absolutely superb like storytelling selling Ring yeah, just, I mean they they, they, they protected there. MGF because like Wardlow betrayed him, and so he's got that to sort of complain about, and he can detract, he can like sort of you know spin that off. Yeah. Oh, it just shows like when you take when you take two of the two of the best promos in the world and put them in a feud, and they can both go as well. You don't mm-hmm. need to fuck around. Nah, just let them go out and do it. Exactly. And and they'll give, they'll give it to you. Yeah. Right. Next up, then we had Britt Baker versus. Thunder Rosa for the women's title. Probably, I mean, I'm not, I'm not saying it's bad in any interesting, but probably the weakest match on the card. I would agree. And it wasn't a bad match, but for what was a 
stacked card. It felt like what it actually was, which was this is a sort of filler match in the feud. Yeah, because this isn't done. No, oh, because yeah. everyone was, and again, everyone was like, again, I picked. I was the only person to, to on our tradition sheet to pick Britt Baker to win because look, this this match had no heat coming in. No, no, it was it was nowhere near ready to go. Like you think about how hot this feud was at that round the lights out match last year. True, true. And yeah. then think about on March 16th, mm. here in Thunder Rose's hometown, on the one-year anniversary of the lights out match. Yeah. That that's was when, that's that when was you your can, moment. That's when you can do your title change. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I hadn't looked at it like that, but that makes a lot of sense. But I mean, it was a fine match. Like Thunder Rose is great, Britt Baker's great. Their their chemistry together is fantastic. They always put on For sure. a very entertaining match. Yeah, you could argue it was a little bit overbooked, but I think it kind of had to be because you really have to stack the deck against Rosa to make it look like she, it, like the whole story here is like Rosa's trying to always overcome the numbers game, and she she very nearly does, but it just just catches up to her in the end. Mm. Yeah, and crucially, Britt didn't get locked her on her at any point. So we've no. still got that sort of hanging over. Thunder Rosa tried it a few times though, didn't she? Yeah. <laughs> uh, that, that, that final spear Thunder Rosa hit on Rebel, like through the ropes. Nice. <laughs> fucking spicy, wasn't it? Like, <laughs> <laughs> fucking was. <laughs> broke her in half, which yeah. was awesome. And then she had to uh, sort of curb some part of nowhere. Mm. Yeah, it was surprising. I think of all the matches, and again, I didn't really think of it like you had just put it. And being that I don't watch AEW an awful lot, I wasn't aware of the build going in, like who the momentum was with. Um, I just, my reasoning for picking Thunder Rosa was just, Britt Baker's had it a while. And that, that's not a reason to take a title. So, oh, they've had it a while. Like, you can have long title reigns. But whenever I hear about the AEW women's division, a lot of people mention Thunder Rosa. So I thought, oh, well, she must be over as fuck. Like, you know, oh, she, she is, she, she absolutely is. Yeah, it's just not the right time. I think she's got to do more. She's got to start taking out. She's got to look at this now. Like, this is like, this is like act two. This is like Empire Strikes Back, right? Where like the good guys get their ass kicked, right? And then, like, right, we've got to, we've got to think about this carefully now. How do we, how Little do we rally. approach this? Do we, we yeah. need to take out, do we need to put Rebel on the shelf first? Do we need to mm. work on like fracturing that alliance between Britt Baker and Jamie Hayter, which is sort of an up and down? You know, right, she's right, already right. done that with Mercedes Martinez, but does she need to like sort of start dismantling like Brit support system and like you know taking out the people in her circle and then reduce it to the point where she can take her on one on one? Right, right, right. Yeah, that makes sense. That it's, makes it's, sense. it's it's the hero's journey. You know, you've got to yeah. you've got to overcome all the obstacles individually before you then go and and kill the big boss. So yeah, yeah. Again, still fun. I mean, if this is the worst match on a show, then you're talking about a really really good show. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, speaking of speaking of violence, oh Christ! <laughs> oh Lord! In Dad's club, <laughs> uh, Brian Danielson versus John Moxley. Oh, I mean, like th- this was like watching two dads at a Sunday League match have a punch out at halftime. <laughs> except they're both highly trained professional wrestlers. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Instead of just like drunkenly like paintbrush each other, doing like suck their like T-bone suplexes. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> I mean, this match was actually was a lot more technical than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, I thought it was going to be a lot more of a brawl. I thought this was going to be much more of Danielson going down to Moxie's level than Moxie coming up to Danielson's level. Yeah, exactly that. That's what I thought. 
but it was cool to see this side of Mox. Like, I know he's got that kind of technical ability in him, but I didn't expect, as you say, this to be leaning more towards that side. So it was interesting to see that side of him. Yeah. And like, lots of like really good because you forget that Mox is a really accomplished like super uh, submission guy as well. Yeah, man. Like yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He, he's, he's, I know, especially it's in the last few years, he's really trained quite heavily in like the MMA style, like in real life for fitness reasons and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. It's cool to see him. Oh, I mean, some of the some of the technicality, some of the technical stuff here was was phenomenal. Yeah. Um, like Danielson's Dragon Sleeper, like when Moxie put that bulldog choke on, I thought he was legitimately mm. killing Danielson. Like. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. He looks, he, he has, and he he really does like sell the the, the crazy eyes when he puts it on. He, look, he looks like he's trying to choke a fool out. Like, oh, it's it's, it's like incredible. he owes money. <laughs> yeah, uh, I like, mean it was much it, like the Jericho and and Kingston match. Like this was also very stiff as well, which we expected it to be. But there were moments where it was just a back and forth. I'm going to hit you harder, and I'm going to oh, yeah. soak it up. And then I'm going to do the same. Oh, and by the way, we'll go a bit technical again for a bit, and then we'll go back to slapping the piss out of each other, <laughs> just changing that pace and that momentum. It was, it was very much, uh, it was very New Japan style, wasn't it? It was very, yeah. like, yeah, we're just going to hit each other really hard, and then just do like choke moves for a bit, and then, <laughs> and then even when we're in the submission moves, we're going to be elbowing each other in the face exactly. all, all at the same time. <laughs> so yeah, it was, it was incredible. And then there was, a, there was a lot, and it, it sort of came into the finish. Well, there was a lot of like, even when people were in submission moves, you always it was like it felt like everyone had to be really aware of like where you were because like there was a lot of people, mm. like, people putting shoulders on mats and getting like little two counts, and, like yeah, sort of yeah. leveraging like, bo- like leveraging body weight was a massive thing. And it's like it was all it felt very MMA, and that it was all about like sort of making sure you mm. positioned yourself properly at all times. And if you felt you got the feeling these guys were so were so accomplished that if you if you fucked up or did something lax, then that was it. You're gonna get caught out. Yeah, yeah. Concentration levels had to be, had to feel like that they were really high throughout this entire match. Yeah, yeah. there was, uh, was that moment on the outside where Mox was just headbutting the bejesus out of him, wasn't there? Yeah, and they had yeah. that that trade on the outside, and he absolutely gashed his head open off the back of that, didn't he? Yeah, Mox was bleeding pretty bad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. God, this was. I mean. It wasn't, it, it was just like, for me personally, it was just under the level of like uncomfortable. It was just perfect. Yeah. It wasn't making me feel like, oh, oh don't, I, I'm not this quite sure about this. this. This is good without me feeling like I want to bring my dinner back up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so this ended with uh, Moxie put, Moxie locked in a triangle sleeper. So Danielson was like, this is like the, the sort of triangle choke. It was like the, it was like the Hell's Gate, wasn't it, almost? It was, yeah, yeah. Um, exactly if, for those who who know what that is, um, God, that's old now, isn't it? Bloody hell! And like Moxie's, like Moxie's just locked in this like tri- triangle sleeper, and he's pissing blood out of his face. Mm. And Danielson's elbowing him in the head to try and like knock him out. <laughs> like it's yeah. horrendous stuff. And then again, we talk about leverage and weight, and um, Moxie just flips over and traps Danielson underneath him. Like he literally flips over his entire body. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And it's because it like, for a moment he flipped and his legs were on the ropes, and then he readjusted to come off the ropes. Yeah. To, to keep the in the pin position, it was it was strange though because he the ref counted it and he got the win, but Brian wasn't struggling at all to get I think, out. I, I think he just he? couldn't move. I think he didn't know or he couldn't move. That's I thought. I was like, either he couldn't move, or when I was trying to watch it back on the replay, 
or he thought that he'd got Mox's shoulders down, so he thought that he was pinning Mox. Yeah, because Danielson no... like looked quite shocked, didn't he, when they announced yeah. the winner? Yeah, 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 yeah. So either he thought he was still in the submission hold and he wasn't being pinned, and he thought like Moxie had tapped mm. when the ref called the bell, or like you say, he thought he had the pin. Yeah, yeah. Because when he went, when he raised Mox's hand, Danielson shot like really sold shot. Just like you fucking what? <laughs> right. Well, then we need to talk about post match. Oh. Oh man, he's good, old, good old, good old, good old Tony Khan. He's always got that one last little bit of. He's always got. You know, you know what an AW? Do you know what an AW pay per view is, Troy? And I've I've seen a lot of them now. It's like you know when you're eating your chocolates at Christmas, yeah. and you eat the last one, hmm. and then you got to throw it away. But you oh, there's another layer underneath. <laughs> yeah, that's it's it. It's when you think you've had it all. You think you've had the last <laughs> hazelnut praline. You pick up the Boom. you pick up the little layer, and there's another fresh one underneath with all your favorites. <laughs> and so after uh... the match, then um, Danielson starts complaining to the ref. Shoves the ref. Um, then. Him and Mox have a bit of a fight, and they call for security. Security runs out; they can't do shit. So out comes William Regal, Big Daddy William Regal. Oh, oh my! I, I did. I honestly did not see this coming. Like, I didn't at all. At all, this was outstanding. I mean, the crowd. Him... The crowd erupted. Yeah, yeah. This that was a huge pop. It was really cool. Just came down and was just like. What the fuck are you two playing at? Like, break it up. So he pulls him apart. He's trying to talk some sense to Mox, and Mox is like just trying to like push past him. So he just slaps the taste out of Mox's mouth. Slaps the taste out of his mouth, and then gets like right in his face, like nose to nose, to the point where he gets Mox's blood on his face. He's got yeah. a little Rudolph the red nose, the little bit of blood on the tip. So then while he's doing that, like Danielson's like laughing, like ah, you're getting, your... and then he turns around, like, oh no, fuck you, mate, I've got one for you as fuck well. Fuck you as well, bang. <laughs> <laughs> It was so good. It was. It played out like a school headmaster reprimanding both kids, and one of the kids thinking, "Oh, I've got away with this," and turns around and goes, "And you as well, you little yeah. shit." <laughs> um, Lovely stuff. Yeah, basically saying to them, "Look, I taught you better than this. What yeah. are you doing?" Yeah, and it's so good because cool. he's got so much history with both these guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh, it's, it's really incredible. Nice. Really, really nice. They played into that, and it was just like shake hands. Shake hands now. Yeah, I want yeah. nothing more than this to happen forever now, basically. Yeah. <laughs> and so true. apparently, so um, just, just to, to come away from the paper very briefly. So uh, apparently, in the post-match media scrum, uh, when asked about Regal, Tony Khan said that he's going to be working in front of and behind the cameras. Nice. So again, this could be one of the single most important signings AW make. Mm-hmm. In recent in recent history, like this is, I mean, I know it's not like this is like the, the this is the most important signing I think they've signed since like Punk or Danielson. Yeah. In terms yeah. of the impact it's going to have on the entire company, like exactly. If you've got exactly. a mind like William Regal, mate, backstage in that company, it's. I, I mean, think I think he's there to do stuff with Ring of Honor. Oh, can you imagine if he's? I think he's like general manager, like on screen GM or whatever, for Ring of Honor or. Something like that. I feel his involvement with Ring of Honor, and if it isn't, it should be. That would be excellent, wouldn't it? That would be yeah. oh. so good. So I'm just, I'm just genuinely happy to see William Regal back on TV in a wrestling like environment capacity. Yeah, because he's just so good. He's still, so, I mean, so, he, so could, good. he could still go, right? He'd probably still go. I reckon he's only in his fifties. He's fifty-three. 
that'd be fine. Be fine. We'll get on to the, the, the trios match in a minute, the six-man madness. If, if there's a man that's north of 60 that's chucking himself off all sorts, Regal can still go in there and have a 10-minute clinic with someone. You know, speaking of that match, I forgot the I forgot we had to talk about it. Right, we'll move we'll, we'll move along then. Yeah, I, I, I mean, yeah, William Regal, it's all elite. They put the graphic over and everything. He's signed. Yeah. He's in. He's gonna watch Daniels and Moxie kill everybody. And I am absolutely here for it. It's it's their company now. Everyone else is just living in it. <laughs> uh, right. Next up, then again, this is such an odd choice. I mean, there weren't any, there weren't any like piss break matches on the show. Like this is an no. odd choice of like a, a sort of come down match before the main event. It's an odd position for this match. A very, I would have expected this to, and I know you said like they've gone away from that. Oh, we'll put on a banger of a tag team match to open a pay per view instead. It's like, no, you just have a big pop and we'll stick Eddie Kingston on as the opener. I expected this with it being with how crazy and all over the place this was to really get the crowd going. This could just as easily have been an opener. Yeah. It seemed like a really odd match to book before the main event because this didn't calm the crowd down in any Not way, shape, or form. Not at all. As you say, there was no piss break. There was no let-up. There's no respite. It was just match after match after match. It just kept you going. What is it um, Barney Stinson said on How I Met Your Mother? The perfect playlist should be all rise. <laughs> None of those rise and fall bullshit. Just, just no, no, no. constantly, just constantly raising the stakes. Just constantly, constantly up the ante. <laughs> uh, yeah. So this was, of course, uh, Sting and Darby and Sammy versus Andrade, Matt Hardy, and Isaiah Cassidy. Now, before we get into this match, do you find it odd that? So we didn't talk about it because I didn't watch it. They did the triple threat match for the TNT title on Rampage, and then put this match on the pay per view. Yeah, it should have been the other way around. The only thing I can think of is either A, they really wanted to get Sting on the card mm. or B, they really wanted to sh- everyone to see Matt Hardy. They're really pushing because I think they, I, th- I think obviously what it's, I say I think it's pretty obvious Jeff Hardy is coming obvious. in in the next like four to five days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so they need to get Matt Hardy into a position where Andrade can boot him out of the family office. And he can turn, he can go broken. Yeah, so I think they, they wanted as many people as possible to see his moment here. Yeah, yeah. So Which I, I get. Uh, and also, I, I guess I understand why the triple threat for the belt was on Rampage and not on a pay-per-view, because the TNT title is essentially a TV belt. Yes. And there was already, like, there was already more than enough on this card. Oh, yeah. I mean, every, like, every other belt was defended. Exactly. I, I wasn't watching this and going... Oh, do you know what? This really needs a TNT title defended on it. Yeah. So it makes sense. It was already, and it wasn't like it was an over bloated card. And we're not at the end of it yet, but it wasn't like this was a massive card where you go, oh, you couldn't fit on. Like it, it was a great card. Every match really deserved its place. Yeah. And so, yeah. Uh, yeah. So this match was just straight bonkers, wasn't it? It was fucking unreal. It was just absolute <laughs> fucking pandemonium from I mean, start to finish. If, if you're looking for a technical masterpiece, this is not it. You're in the wrong place. If you're looking for chain <laughs> wrestling, if you're looking for technical submission moves, if you want to see a 63-year-old man who's 64 <laughs> next week splash a guy through several tables, then you've, you've come, come to the right to the place. Right place. <laughs> uh, uh, f- first off, straight off the bat, um, 
Jose gets a bin put over his head, and then Darby just deletes him from the face of his <laughs> Just deletes him from them all. Oh, before, but we should say before the before the match started, there was a cool um, little video that Darby had made where, like, they were there. Like, it was like Andrade, oh, yeah. Math, and Isaiah's funeral. Yeah. And like, then Darby just crashed a car like out of the sky through a bus, <laughs> through like a collection of buses and or caravans. Yeah, and and then Sting just walks in with a flamethrower for good measure, <laughs> fucking setting things on fire like he's the Rock. Cool, brilliant. All right then. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Um, yeah, so Jose gets killed by Darby. He gets a bin put over his head, and then he gets sat on a chair and suicide died into oblivion. That's insane. <laughs> Sammy hits a Spanish fly off a table onto another table. Yeah, off, off, sorry, off the entrance. Was like, off the entrance thing, thing, wasn't it? Yeah, through yeah, it yeah. through like two tables, and that looked rough as fuck. Yeah, uh, he didn't that, move. He yeah. didn't move for a little while after that. Yeah, that was not. I, I, I winced a little bit when that. Yeah, 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 have a little sit down after that. <laughs> Give him a Lucas say to be fine. Get the magic sponge out. <laughs> I noticed that they kept Sammy and Mahardy very far apart. Mm. <laughs> Didn't want none of that again. None of that. Nope. Nope. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Sting hit a splash. Okay. Butcher and the Blade came out at one oh, point. Yeah, Butcher and the Blade came out and just, they, they just out and they, they had two jobs. One was to batter everyone, and two was just build tables. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> they, they, just, they just knocked everyone out and then just spent like five minutes setting up tables. Clearing everyone out of the way so we can do a bit of, a bit of mid-match construction. <laughs> Mark Quinn came out as well. For, yeah. For a laugh. Yeah, it was... Uh... It was it was crazy. Um, so yeah, this ended. It ended kind of weirdly. I think the ending was a little bit sloppy. Um, Darby gave Matt Hardy a scorpion death drop, and then a sort of a coffin drop. Except Hardy sort of moved out the way by uh, mistake. He didn't quite. Yeah, yeah. And he sort of like hit him with the back of his head. Yeah. Uh, but that was. I mean, and yeah, that was it. So Matt Hardy got pinned, which obviously is going to have some implications mm-hmm. for his sort of continued presence in the in the family office. I imagine. Because yeah. there was a lot of talk, wasn't there? Like on, there's been a lot of talk on social media. Like Andrade said, "Oh, if Mahardy had done his job properly, I'd have beat Sammy and mm-hmm. this." And he's been blaming him for a lot of the losses. So yeah, he's obviously coming to see that Matt might be the the sort of he might be an acting. What's the word? Erratically. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which is what they were saying. <laughs> Which is what they've been saying. Have you? Do you want you, you don't watch? Do you watch PTE on, on every YouTube? now and again? I don't watch it weekly like a lot of you guys do. So yeah. the young books have been doing a thing where they've been like making Mahardy take piss tests. Because they've, been say, because they've been saying he was acting erratically during matches, so they wanted to take a piss <laughs> test, and like he wouldn't give him a sample, so they went in the toilet after he'd been, and like they got it, and they the story was they they, they to test it, they like tasted it, they they drank it, Jesus Christ, <laughs> and then they said it was clean, so they apologized, and they offered they offered to like give him a space in the Ring of Honor Hall of Fame, <laughs> but just him, not his brother. <laughs> Wow! <laughs> and, then, and then, like Jesus this week, this week Christ. they were like, right, yeah, right, Matt, we bought Ring of, we got Tony to buy Ring of Honor, so we can put you in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> Amazing. Yeah, so uh, they're, they're, they're they're really going like full piss take mode on like yeah. everything that's happened here, and well, us, and then um, was it Matt Jackson? Like when Mahardy walked off, Matt was like, oh, you sucked an enigma. <laughs> nice. Love that. <laughs> so yeah, I mean, they're, they're like, like waving a neon sign, saying like Jeff Hardy is, is basically coming in here. I mean, so uh, yeah, it's really good fun. This, uh, but this, yeah, this this, this match, match was just chaos. It was, it was, it was just big. Though, it was it? just big dumb fun. It's just like Aaron's wet dream. <laughs> big dumb fun. <laughs> like, yeah, 
It it's is just this is just this is just catnip for Aaron. Like he he loves all of this <laughs> shit. I'm surprised he's not just dialed in to talk just about this match. Um, <laughs> uh, moment in this match for me was fucking Sting just putting Andrade through, not one, not two, not three, but four, four tables, tables, four tables. A sixty-three uh, year old man. So then he came on. He came four. on the media call afterwards, and someone asked him like. Basically, what the fuck? <laughs> what are you playing at, mate? And his response was just, "Yeah, I'm having fun. I feel like I'm being really well taken care of. I'm having really good fun doing stuff with Darby. I'm really enjoying it. Fucking love to hear it. Just really, really, really love to hear you it. think like, oh shit, this. I mean, don't forget, this is a guy who we all thought was on the shelf. Yeah, like forever. Yeah, and for yeah, him to yeah, come yeah. back at like 63 and be like, yeah, I'm gonna jump through these tables. Fucking I, right. I like jumping through tables. <laughs> top lad, top top lad. Yeah, this is just silly fun. Um, but yeah, my, not a gripe. Just I'm not sure I'd have put it on this position on the card. Yeah, it just it, it had to go somewhere. It wasn't as, as someone said. They say on this match board, if Hangman and Cole were hoping for a come down match, so like for the crowd to like reset. <laughs> yeah, nope. they, they they didn't get it. <laughs> like uh, being like watching this live as in in the arena must have been fucking exhausting. Oh man! Because there was just there was just nothing you weren't hyped for, like nah. But it flew by though. Oh, it really. I mean, it Considering did. It, this, like, this was a four-hour pay-per-view, and it really didn't feel like. So that. I, I checked because like, obviously, I, did you watch this live or did you watch it the next day? I watched it the next day. So I was watching this live, and like I checked like my watch or like my phone for the time just before the main event started, and it was twenty past four in the morning. Fucking hell! <laughs> I was like, and it felt it felt like about Jeez. two. Like I was, you know, it was like, geez. I mean, this happened like the last year we watched, and then the one we were around the Jays. Remember we were around the Jays? Yeah, we yeah, like, yeah. And we're like, shit, it's like half three. A boom, and it was yeah, yeah. Uh, right, so onto the main event time. Then uh, Hangman Adam Page versus Adam Cole. Um, custody yeah. of the name, custody of, of the name Adam. Ad, the Adam off. Uh, fun fact, funny. Um. Got a good chance by the crowd. This match of first four was the Let's Go Adam chance at the start, <laughs> which actually got you, you saw um, Adam Page had a little chuckle at when it broke out. <laughs> and then later in the match, another chant was just, This is Adam. <laughs> Superb. Which, yeah, I enjoyed that. Um, Shout out to Cole's Halo inspired ring gear. That was cool. Yeah. I know Jay popped for that. So, the best way I've heard this match described by people online is this felt like an NXT takeover main event. Yes. Did. 100%. Strongly agree. It had all the hallmarks of it. It had all the all the things you'd expect. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say Adam Cole came out with his with actual Halo Spartan armor on and Halo inspired trunks and Jay nearly pissed himself. <laughs> <laughs> He's a massive Halo nerd. As is Adam Cole to be fair. Yeah. Yeah, Adam, Hangman Page had um Rainbow tassels, like rainbow tassels, yeah, that was which was awesome. phenomenal. Um, really cool. Obviously, it's LGBTQ rights in America are in a t- fairly fraught position at the moment. A lot of states mm. passing some pretty draconian laws. So, yeah, seeing someone like Hangman shows solidarity. This was pretty damn cool. Top lad. Yeah, Top he, lad. he really is, isn't he? He's just yeah. like you can't not like. He's just so he's just so pure. <laughs> Beautiful <laughs> of a man, like he was roasting Kane the other day for like being having a shit take on Ukraine. I saw that, <laughs> and then he posted like he posted like three links. It, it was like it was like one link was like a Ukraine charity today too, and then the next was like a video to like the ten hardest chair shots Kane's taken or something like that. 
Oh. Uh, yeah, but I mean, this is just these two guys. So this is like the third time they fought. I think they fought once in New Japan, once in Ring of Honor. They'd won okay. one each. Right. And like the last time they fought was like 2013. Oh, bloody hell, really? So yeah, it's it's been a long time coming. Yeah. And yeah, they just they just did fucking everything, didn't they? They did. It's just great, as you say. It felt very much like a takeover main event. Uh, and that's 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 a good thing. That's fine. I'm not going to sit here and start comparing AEW and WWE and NXT, but takeover main events were always the bollocks. Yeah, this this, very this, this, this took us back to the Cole, Gargano, Andrade era yeah. of NXT. All of that stuff. All of that stuff. Yeah, man. Because it was just, it had everywhere. It had your near falls. Like, I mean, there was a bit near the end where Cole hit the boom and got like, and no one's kicked out of the boom in AW. But he did it with the knee pad on. Yeah, but and it was like was the factor. But it was like two point nine nine. It was like a fucking jungle boy kickout. Like yeah. I was, yeah, I, had, yeah. I was like, I mean, I'm not going to say I bought it, but I had my head in my hands at that point, like mm-hmm. out of sheer fear. <laughs> <laughs> it was unreal. Yeah, yeah, it was just, oh, I mean, Hangman. You forget because Hangman, he's the way his character's been booked. He's like this sort of not quite sure of himself. You know, mm-hmm. he he's very aware of his own failings, yeah. And he's he's a very he's, his character's become quite humble and quite sort of like reserved. Yeah. But you forget when he gets in the ring, he can just do absolutely everything. Yeah, man. Like, do you need someone to do a moonsault the outside? Cool. Sound. Yeah, he's got that. Do you need someone to, you know, do technical wrestling? Do you need someone to brawl? Do you, do, need, do you someone need someone to, to hit hit a tombstone? Sure. Does he yeah. do that in this match? <laughs> He'll do that. Um, <laughs> they did that spot. They do. They've done it in NXT before where. Hangman went for a moonsault and Cole just kicked him in the face while he was upside down. Oh, mate. Because he did that one with Ricochet, didn't he? Cole yeah. and Ricochet a couple of years ago. Yeah, that was boss. That was really cool. And there's another one where uh, Cole went for a Panama Sunrise and Hangman just super kicked him as he came down. <laughs> yeah. Like, straight in the face. Like Straight it was... in a mush. Oh, my word. <laughs> it he was... also he hit that really cool uh, like backflip fallaway slam. That he does off the top turn. Oh yeah, yeah. That looks cool. That's really, really cool. That was off because that was that when Cole was doing was looking for the Panama Sunrise and he just yeah. jumped up and like Le- met him up there and was just like, nope, fuck this. Bang. Yeah. So then right, so getting into the match, a little bit further into the match, um Red Dragon came out to to help. Yep. And sort of distract um Paige to help Cole. No young books, interestingly. Mm. Don't, know if that, don't know if that's gonna be a thing. Because don't forget, Cole won. The title when the Young Bucks refused to interfere on Kenny's behalf. Yeah. yeah. And they almost they almost like they almost gave him like, the blessing to to win it when they stood there and they, they sort of nodded. So it's inter- Page, not Cole. Yeah, Page, sorry, yeah, yeah. yeah. So yeah, Young yeah. Bucks Young Bucks won the, they didn't they didn't win it for him. They basically but, didn't yeah, they didn't cost him it when they could have. Exactly, exactly. Um so interested to see what their relationship with Cole is going forward. Mm. Um so then Red Dragon are fucking around on the outside. There's what was the spot? Was it? Oh, it was, Cole, oh, it was the, the, it was the Panama Sunrise. Dead, it was the dead eye through the table. There was. Well, he hit the he hit the Panama Sunrise, didn't he? When Cole and O'Reilly came down, and he hit the Panama Sunrise on the floor. Yeah. And then he hits a low blow. He hits another one, like another Panama Sunrise, and then a running knee, and then gets a near fall, and then I think that. If I remember correctly, led into the the dead eye onto the table. Oh, yeah, so, so, so yeah. Red Dragon get the timekeeper's table, take it to the side of the ring. 
That's it. And then they're fighting on the outside. Because Cole's looking for Panama Sunrise like through the table or something, isn't he? Or yeah. Something like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Or a destroyer or something. And then Cole manages to counter it into a dead eye through the table, which looked Christ alive. Looked barbaric. It's a fucking walk around. Surely not good for the knees. No, well, they showed it in like so, I mean it's a very safe move to take because your head is nowhere near like the floor nah. because of the way nah, you, nah, you it's sit. Up here, isn't it? Like, yeah. But yeah, Cole just basically uh, sorry, Paige just dived shins first onto a table. I mean, just imagine, just imagine, like standing and then jumping and then like landing on your shins. Like nope. that would that would really hurt. I do that. I, I imagine jumping and landing just on my feet, and sometimes that hurts. But imagine, <laughs> From... imagine doing that <laughs> with someone else's body weight on your shoulder through a wooden table onto absolute, a concrete floor. Absolute madness. Fair uh, play, though. Like you say, like you want Paige to do this, he can do that. You want him to do this, he can do that. You want him to <laughs> fucking hit a dead eye off the apron through a table. Sure, I got you. No problem. So then, this is interesting. So after the table spot, the dog holder come out to check on Cole. Like yeah. everyone comes yeah. out, yeah. and as to checking on him on Page, I keep saying Cole. I keep getting the Adam. I had mixed up. Uh, they come out to check on Page, and as they're checking on him, I thought. So I, I watched this back a few times. It seems a bit random, but what Page does is he shoves Alex Reynolds, which just seems like he's just lashed out in like frustration. He right. shoves Alex Reynolds into Kyle O'Reilly. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it starts a brawl between the two of the two. Oh, factions. that's what kicked it off, didn't it? When they started yeah. going at it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it it seemed like it was just a random, like, you know, oh shit. He just he just didn't he maybe he had like his hair over his face and he didn't know who was grabbing him. But he Sorry, just, I found he someone sh- I'm gonna just shove the nearest person. Yeah, but he shoves yeah. he shoves Reynolds and as they sort of collide, they all have a fight and they like they just like they literally turn like a cartoon dust cloud and just like sort of roll <laughs> off. <laughs> Like a wily coyote moment, right? <laughs> and yeah, we got a so we got them brawling about, didn't we? And then we got the buckshot. We got the buckshot lariat. But Cole, Cole got just, like fucking fingertips like, on the rope, like the he? absolute snake that he is. Just yeah. puts a fingertip on the ropes. I thought that was absolutely it then, because that kind of that brawl on the outside. I was like, oh, cool. Yeah, that's set for the finisher. We'll go into it. And like, nope. Bye. There was a bit. I think we. There's a bit we missed. I want to go back a little bit. And just talk mm-hmm. about a spot that I really enjoyed. It was when Cole was on top on Red Dragon Mouth, and it looked like he was gonna do it. Yeah. He super kicked Hangman like three times, and, like dropped him to his knees. Oh yeah. Pulled yeah, yeah, the yeah. knee pad down to go for the boom, and as he did, Hangman just cleverly just, just, fouled, just collapsed to the floor. Yeah, so we yeah. couldn't hit him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was it's oh, clever. It was, I like it when that it, happens. It was beautiful. Yeah. It's like he's not even counted it. He's just fucked. So <laughs> that kind of, I've got nothing. I haven't even got the energy or the power to stay on my knees. Yeah. But that's a counter. So fuck you. <laughs> so then echoing back to what happened on Dynamite, Hangman taped Cole's wrist to the rope and just super kicked the shit out of him. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, Cole ripped, managed to break himself free. Hangman super kicked him again, dropped Cole's oh, knees. Belt didn't he? Like he, yeah, he tied his belt. Tied his, his belt, belt. Yeah, he tied his yeah. belt around him. So then, Hangman hits the boom on Cole with his knee pad pulled down. Yeah, and then hits it with a bookshot and finally picks up the win. Damn, damn, that was that was something else. And it's so weird, isn't it? Because like, if you ask some people and certainly some AEW detractors, they'll say that Hangman's title reign's been like quite weak. Nah. Because he's not been on TV an awful lot and he's not done an awful lot. He's had 90 minutes against Brian Danielson. 
Yeah. He's had a Texas death match with Lance Archer. Mm-hmm. And now he's had effectively an NXT takeover match with Adam Cole. Yeah. That's thing not is, a like, that's that's not a bad resume. He's in region exactly. Jammy for three months. Yeah. And that's the thing. People complain, oh, he hasn't been on TV much. Well, A, he's only been a champion three months. B, you've just reeled off some of the matches that you've had that he's had that have all been absolutely banging. And C doesn't need to be on TV all the time or defending it all the time. Because that's why you've got a TV championship yeah. there. So he doesn't need to be there all the time. That people just want to have a whinge for the sake of having a whinge. And I, I, like, I do feel sorry for him though because there was the crowd were trying their best in this match, but they were they were running on empty. Like Yeah. I mean yeah. they were they worked for the big spots, but Jesus Christ, that, that crowd was gassed by the time this match came around. They were, they were. But you know, they they were still into I know what you mean, they were gassed. It was there was a lot going on. There was a lot going on before this. There was a lot going on during this. And they, yeah, you could tell. But I mean, I was still excited as fuck. I was still hyped up to the nines. Um, the really cool bit at the end after the match when Cole was on the floor. And this goes into something that Jay mentioned on the news uh, yesterday when we recorded that. Was Paige went over to Cole when he was on the floor after he'd beaten him and grabbed his hand and he shook his hand like the code of honour. And so Jay thinks... That's going to play into, and I'll have to find what he said because I'd forgotten it. But he was saying the handshake was a callback to Ring of Honor's Code of Honor. And Jay reckons he'll challenge the winner of Gresham versus Bandido, which I think is at Ring of Honor's uh, Supercard of Honor. He thinks Page will or he thinks Cole will? Uh, oh, sorry. Uh, he thinks Page will. Oh, it's okay. I'm get, getting my Adams confused. Um, he said, plus in the press conference afterwards, he said he was work, open to working Ring of Honor shows as the AEW champion. Oh, nice. Uh, so it, we're going to get paid. I think, wasn't it also a callback to when Kenny beat him in the number one contenders match? Oh, okay. And Kenny That's shook cool. it when Kenny, not when he was unconscious after that, Kenny shook his hand. Ah, right, right, right. That's quite cool. That's nice. I love this. I thought this was fucking superb. I mean, the good thing about this match is if, if at any point, I mean, this, this is this main event, this match was 26 minutes long. There were two 25 plus minute matches on the show. That's nuts. Which I think is the only thing I can ding it for. Cause like the, 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 the genius of all out was that every match was under 25 minutes. Yeah. But I think the two, maybe not so much this one. Maybe you could argue they could, they could possibly, if you're being hypercritical, they could possibly cut a couple of minutes out of this main event. Maybe. I think Punk versus MJF needed to go. Punk versus MJF needed that for death. Uh, the ladder match definitely. Oh, it's a ladder match. It's, it's all over the place. That's yeah, but if, if you were flagging like <clears throat> as I was at home, the first five minutes of this match, you were right on board. Like the energy of yeah. from the two guys was phenomenal. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like they haven't re- they haven't worked they haven't wrestled each other for close to a decade and they they look like they've been doing this it's like they'd wrestled each other yesterday <laughs> they've been doing this week in week out for f- the last five years you know what I mean it yeah. was it was unreal the stuff I mean we 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 can't do it justice to describe the intricacy of some of the of some of the spots and some of the timings mm. and some of the movements on in this match was was just it was almost like balletic it was it was almost like a yeah. ballet like a dance it was it was I mean these are two no matter what you no matter what your opinions of them are. These are two guys at the top, top, top of their game. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, it it was fucking awesome. It really lived up to the expectations that I had going in. Um, 
great way to end the show. Great way to end a really good show. Um, just thoroughly enjoyable. Really, really cool. Uh, right then, we'll we'll wrap it up because we've we've gone on. <laughs> Before we close up, uh, do you want to give us a score out of ten for this pay per view train? Ooh, um, seven point five. I'd like to give it. I'd like to give it a bit higher, and it was good. It was thoroughly enjoyable. My only gripes were, it felt quite predictable. There wasn't really any shocks on, like, in terms of the results. So, I mean, I was going to say, mate, William Regal turned up. Like, no, no. Aside <laughs> from Daddy Regal turning, like, in terms of like match results. Um, I mean, the fact that me and you both called every match right ball one. Yeah. Yeah. But and sometimes. I'll let you finish and then I'll, and then I'll counter. Yeah. I'll, I'll have a counter argument for you. Yeah. Um, so whilst you know it was it was a predictable card, that isn't always a bad thing because every match was really good, really fun, like did what it needed to. Um, and it's only there's a lot that can still build out of this onto something else. Uh, but I, yeah, I enjoyed it. I really did enjoy it. Um, I I don't really have any real gripes about it. Other than it was just a bit predictable in terms of the outcomes. So, so but to, to, a bad thing. to sort of counter that, that's that's Vince Russo thinking. What do you mean? Like, you can't predict, you can't have predictable. That's like that's how Vince Russo booked shit. Right, right. Like, if you go and see Die Hard, you don't walk out going, oh, but I knew, I knew Bruce Willis was going to shoot." You know. <laughs> Alan Rickman, if if you if you like if Vince Russo wrote Die Hard, it's like psych. What if like at the end, Bruce Willis just gunned down and like mm-hmm. Alan Rickman gets away with all the money because that's yeah. not what you were expecting. You know, it's not no, always. No, you know, no like, I get what you mean. I do. You I don't always. That. You don't always need to swerve for a swerve's sake. No, no, that's true. Okay, I think the only other thing that maybe disappointed me a little, and it wasn't like we're ever get, like sort of guaranteed it, and I think it's more so just going off the back of previous matches was. Was waiting for that that special entry into the face of the revolution match, whether it was Swerve, whether it was Cesaro, whether it was someone else. But well, there was no one announced. There was they, whenever no, there's a whenever no, there's no, a, whenever there's a Joker, they always I know, have it on the poster. Yeah, exactly, exactly. But no, I, I I can't really fault it. On the whole, I I really did enjoy it. Uh, I'm going I'm going to nine. Um, for me personally, I mean, I I was I, I don't know if like. Because I was a little bit more invested in the build and the storylines. For me, I again, I, I see where you're coming from. Like from just looking at it as because, like, even you who didn't know anything about the build, were able, you were able to call most of the matches based on just like what you knew about them. Yeah, and I understand that. But if you see it the way I see it, was more of like this is this is like the culmination of of a storyline. This is a culmination of like a film. This is like you know, this is like the ending. This is like Return of the Jedi. Yeah. Which I mean, you know, you know what's going to happen at the end of Return of the Jedi. They're going to blow up the Death Star. You know, Luke's going to get away, and everything's going to be fine. It doesn't make it a bad film. No, other no. things, other things make it a bad film. But you know, um, well, that's not, this isn't the podcast for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. For me, I, I, I'm, 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 I'm in full on sweaty AW Mark mode here. I'll put my hat on. <laughs> 
I don't think any company has ever had a three run of a run of three pay-per-views as strong as AW's last three pay-per-views. No, definitely not. I agree. It's but I would say what was the last one? Double or nothing? Full gear. Or, full gear. I think I preferred full gear to this. So full gear was yeah, hangman. Kenny, which was the most predictable outcome of all time, but we, mm-hmm. we, we still all pop for it. Yeah, it, I think they're very different shows. They're all three very different shows, mm. but they're all equally all absolutely stellar. I mean, I, I went ten for All Out because I think All Out is a perfect pay per view. Yeah, I don't think was was that their Mania seventeen? A lot yes. of people I heard that, No, that. that's not that's not them. That is that is the Mania seventeen of like this like time period. Yeah. It's not just AEW's Mania 17, it's the industry's Mania 17. Right, right. If that okay. makes sense. Yeah, yeah, no, I get you. Until Vince proves me wrong and pulls out a good Mania. <laughs> good luck. Well, you mean, I'm not, I'm not going to talk about Drew McIntyre versus Happy Corbin. But... Mad Cat Moss. Mad Cat Moss, fucking... <laughs> yeah, oh, don't. Uh... Don't, don't, don't want to mention that the same breath as Paige V. Cole. <laughs> um, but no, it, it's... Um, I, I can I can understand I can understand your perspective. Um, when you said seven and a half, I like like I legit nearly my jaw nearly dropped because really? the way you've, the way you've just talked about the show for an hour and a half to turn around <laughs> and say, "Oh yeah, I think there's only seven point five. I don't know. I'm just I push it to an eight. I I still think I, I've given other AEW pay per views higher, and for me, like it. Possibly goes into maybe not being an invest invested in it as much into the build going into it. So seeing the culmination of some of these storylines hasn't probably hasn't had the same impact for me as it has you. Yeah. So I'm looking at it in like a, a snapshot rather than I, okay. I, well, I've been waiting to get to this point. I don't want to overreact, but I think giving this show less than eight is a criminal disservice. <laughs> and an eight, I'm, I'd be happy to give it an eight. Is sixty three year old Sting going through four tables not worth an eight point three? <laughs> That's what pushed it from a seven and a half to an eight. <laughs> he did that for you. For did, you. did he? Was he thinking? He's like, ah, oh, Troy needs cheering up this week. Do you know what? Troy's, if I don't do this, Troy's only go seven seven point five. <laughs> I just can't. I can't be doing that. The boys deserve more than that. You just did it for the boys in the back. <laughs> and I'm I'm going to give it a solid eight. I will give it a solid eight. Saying that, saying it's fair. I I, I put an extra point on because I'm an absolute paid up mark. <laughs> You're on Tony Elite's payroll. So, right, so we all you, know you've, if you want to know what the real score is, you've got to take one off all of my scores because, yeah, I'm, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a blind <laughs> mark. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so, and I, I asked the question, I think I ask you every time I have you on the AW podcast, Troy, um, how was your AW experience and has this inspired you? I know, I know time is the issue, but has this inspired you to want to watch more? Yeah, I mean, I've got Fight TV now, so I don't really have a choice but to watch it, do I? I mean, it's you just, yeah, the good thing is you can watch it whenever you want. I know. I mean, it was off the back of watching Dynamite and Revolution this past week. I was like, ah, do you know what? I I don't remember the last time that I was kind of excited to go in and watch a pay-per-view and not feel like a... And we, we said it a few times, like, ah, oh, there's, there's no piss break match on this. Like, everything sort of kept you going, kept you on your toes sort of thing. There's no um, creeping sense of dread that they're going to no, fuck it all up. Exactly. And I, I didn't feel that at all. And that was refreshing. So just off the back of that alone, I'm like, I just need to start watching a bit more. Like, and yes, it is time, but you I just, can sacrifice you, you, watching other stuff if it means watching good stuff every week. <laughs> I tell you, mate, you only need to watch four hours of wrestling every week. Rampage, Dynamite, NXT UK. There you go. You sorted. True, true. Yeah. Yeah. 
It's less than an hour a night. Easy. I think okay. most time you spend on Twitter or Facebook. Just get rid of that. I'm wrestling instead. Oh, <laughs> 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 right. On that note, then I think we'll wrap it up. Uh, Troy, thank you very much for 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 coming on the show and uh, yeah, a, a very um, a very fun chat and a very cool perspective. And I, I really enjoyed. I really, I really, I really enjoy when me and you. It feels like you know what I mean. You get to talk it's a bit more, a bit more, a bit more mature, a bit more sort of you know. Yeah. Yeah. Let the kids oh. let the kids do their silly death match stuff and you know <laughs> invisible this and baguettes and everything like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, always a good time, man. Thank you so much for joining us. No uh, worries. Thank man. you very thank you everyone for listening. And yeah, we'll be back hopefully next Monday with the fallout from Revolution. We'll see what's cracking with MGF and Waterloo. That's the question on everyone's mind, I imagine. And yeah, take care, everyone. Enjoy your wrestling, and we'll see you all again very soon. Goodbye. Bye. Hello, yes, Danhausen here. Danhausen has been summoned. You must love this podcast, Housen, the Untitled Wrestling Podcast, Housen. (laughs) 